Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, episode 98. This is a DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? Also here, a very sleep-deprived Connor. I, I've made it, somehow. We actually thought we were going to go without Connor because he wasn't responding to messages, and we knew that he hadn't had any sleep, so we're like, I think he's passed mm-hmm. out. He's probably passed out, we should probably just start. And then he appeared out of nowhere at the last second. But, um, you know, got a habit of doing that. Yeah. It was just no getting rid of me. It was a, it was a great, great shame. <laughs> yeah, even even when for five minutes you think, you know what, let me have a show without him. I just I'm always just going to appear for some reason. Pete's shoulder slumped forward when you when you started typing back that you were going to be on. Yeah, uh, I, I can picture it. I was literally setting up for just the two of us, and I was like, oh no, he's typing, he's typing, right, stop, back, yeah. roll back, roll back. Anyway, so we're talking about DC Comics, uh, we're talking about the books that come out this week, what we're talking about this week is Batman 44, Superman 44, Justice League 42, Green Lanterns 44, Green Arrow 39, Nightwing 42, Deathstroke 30, Batman White Knight number 7, and The Curse of Brimstone number 1, which is the latest of the new age of mm-hmm. DC Heroes books, uh, so that's what we're going to talk about this week, and... For the first time in like seven weeks, we don't have some really big meaty piece of news to like dissect for thirty minutes before we get to the books. It's kind of weird. Not from DC. Not from DC. I have something I want to talk about, and it's not really news per se, but it's I think it's an interesting topic. This it's worth discussing. And since we have a quieter week, with no no huge books either, it's probably worth just giving a bit of time to it. But uh, yeah. next week's quite quiet as well, Bill. So I'm hoping they drop some news on us. I don't know. I'm looking at next week, and there's there's some some big stuff. Uh, Mr. Murphy's got delayed, Matt. Before you, uh... Uh, that's not what I was referring to. What? Yeah, oh, Mortal Man. Mortal Man's next week. Oh, Mortal yeah. Man. Yeah. Okay, sure. It's still uh, it. Uh, was, it's kind of a weird week though. With even like this week, where all right, two of my books are fill-ins. Yeah, that was that was the weird part of this week. I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to my books this week. Oh yeah, two of them are fill-ins. This is kind of weird. Like yeah, but one was utterly completely fantastic, and the other one was. Not so both by um, the same people the... as well, which is kind of funny. Uh, yeah. But uh, I concur. One of them was very pleasantly surprising. We'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, so yeah, so it's kind of an odd week. Uh, obviously, we're in this really weird camp place. Obviously, we actually one thousand in a couple of weeks. We're going to do a special episode in that. Then our hundredth episode, yep. which will be special in and of itself. Uh, and then obviously, once we hit May, we got no justice. We'll get to Man of Steel. Um, we get the prelude to all the wedding stuff in May. Full steam ahead, basically. June's Justice League, July's the other Justice League books. Yeah, it's, it's, you know. All... I just want to point out that outside of my own wedding, uh, Batman's wedding might be the one <laughs> wedding I'm excited for. I know, uh, right? Having been in a couple myself, they are not fun. Uh, <laughs> Batman's is proving to be fun. I guess you just need the threat of a supervillain attacking. Wait, hold on. Uh, just I'm curious. What were you in other weddings? Obviously, you were the groom in one of them, but what were yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, standing up with the groom. Okay. Uh, not the best man, but you know the most qualified. Uh, I always like to say <laughs> the second uh, best man. Ah, that's yeah, thing. I was in I was in two or three weddings, and then going to them because I was at that period in my life where everyone's getting married. So, but yeah, it's Batman's though. This is. Proving to I, when I first started thinking about, it, I was like, "Oh, here comes a comic book wedding. This is gonna be yucky." And then, no, it's actually proven to be quite fun. And we haven't even started it yet. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm looking forward to all the Joker shenanigans and everything else that's going to come along with it. Uh, but before we get to the books this week, though, I, I, I do want to talk about something that's been ongoing 
uh, on Comixology for the last month. I, I believe this week five week. is the fifth week, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know that because you just read that uh, open letter. But I did, I just skimmed it. Specifically like, oh, said, yeah, yeah. this is the fifth week this happened. So, Marvel on Comixology. Now, I know we're talking about Marvel, but I think this is a relevant conversation just in terms of like how digital versus Comics. retail. It's, and it's industry yeah. talk. Also, there's a bit of controversy now coming from it because it's been going on so long. So, five weeks ago... Marvel's did this thing where it's like, okay, for a couple of days, you know, they didn't even specify how long, it was just kind of like for a limited time only, so we, we were all thinking one day, it ended up being like three, all the trades, all the collections and hardcovers that we have released in the past year are one dollar each on Comixology, which is insane, because whenever Marvel and DC put stuff on sale, it tends to be about four or five dollars, something like that. Yeah, say, th- right? this was a little bit like we'd had some precedent for this from Marvel specifically, where every three months or so, we'd get something on Amazon itself. And obviously Amazon owns Comixology, yeah. so it's not that weird. But they'd go down to around a, a dollar to two, three dollars, depending on the book. And, you know, you'd, you'd buy it on Amazon, but it would yeah. be the, the Comixology and Kindle purchase. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was never this cheap. It was always, yeah, it was always like about three dollars or something like that. This one dollar business was extremely bizarre. But it was like, okay, right, so they're doing this thing. And we were, and our, our cynicism was like, oh, the end of the fiscal year is coming up. Because this was, you know, in March... Fiscal years at the end of March, start of yeah, April. Yeah, they're padding the sales. They're padding their sales. That's obviously what this is. It's fine, whatever. Got a couple of things. Got Vision by Tom King, all the twelve issue complete collection for a dollar. I'm happy with that purchase. Yeah. <laughs> and, See that you want in physical sales, so that's why when I heard about all these sales, I'm like, must stay away. Number one, because of my stack of physicals to read dirty. Great. Uh, that, that, that's yeah. fair. That said, for a dollar, I think it's worth having both the physical and the uh, digital. Yeah, for, for a dollar. Right? It's, yeah. If it's, it's still going on when we're when we're done, I might have to to pop over and pick that up. That's not on sale anymore. That's not, well, not right now, anyway. But I, I think it's the most Marvel I've bought in a long time. I bought that. <laughs> I bought a bunch of the the Star Wars epic collections just because yeah. it was like, well. They're, they're a dollar for like you know four or five hundred pages yeah sure. i it's actually kind of sad when that first that first pa- pa- patch of the sale hit uh the entire last year of trades i bought vision and i realized or oh, i've already got the iron thor trades that came out this year and all new wolverines and i was like is there anything else i want even for a dollar and there wasn't yeah. I, <laughs> I, got the, really I, got, I got the latest iron thor i got the uh the two um walt simonson thor books that were out so far <laughs> which then added the question why is clark kent in a thor book which, i'm telling you he's there it's weird that is well that is the most zen cone i've ever heard like that's a <laughs> mantra you say as you're trying to at least if you're me you know? uh, again, it, it, it was just I, I was reading it i wasn't expecting it and then i was like wait hang on so they make a reference with the with the glasses and he's like oh it works for the other guy i was like oh hey cool they're referencing superman I was like, oh. and then i turn also, the page and clark kent's there also, as a big fan of Jason Aaron, who's probably my favorite non-DC writer, um, the fact that you guys got those for a dollar, uh, it makes yeah. my skin crawl just a little, because they are worth so much more than that. Well, that's the thing. I've been buying those trades on the Amazon ones every three months or so when they come out. I've been paying about $2, 250 for them, I think. Yeah. And then, so this one I was like, uh, okay, sure. I'll take the next one for one. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So, so this went on for a few days, and then this bizarre thing happened. Well, this was still on. The new trades for that week in the Wednesday went up and get added immediately to the sale. Right. So the new trades that were out that day in comic stores 
ranging from twenty to forty dollars in price, depending on which one it was, were all there for a dollar. I'm like, okay, this is insane, but it's a one-time thing, whatever. And then the the overall sale ended. All the stuff from the past year went away, but that week's the week's new releases were still a dollar. Then the following week came around, the new releases again went up for a dollar. Five weeks in a row, every new trade that Marvel have put out have been straight on Comixology for one dollar. Yeah, and it was it was weird enough in March, but then we got into April, and then yeah, it po- was really af- yeah. Weird. After the fiscal year, our our whole theory is they're doing this in March to beef their end of fiscal year numbers. But now we're in April, and they're still doing it. All of this week's trades went up for a dollar, yeah. uh, including Epic Collections, were like five hundred pages. They cost like forty dollars in stores, and they're a dollar. And naturally, we're like, what the hell is happening? Is this just a new thing? How can they afford this? Yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And they just try to undercut retailers so that everyone switches to digital, so they cut out the middleman. Is that the, the, the plan here? But it got juicier this week for a couple of reasons. Uh-oh. So, uh, I think it was C2E2. Diamond had their publishers, you know, retailer sort of uh, panels and stuff like that. And Marvel had theirs, their retailer conference right and obviously there's you know live tweets or live uh, blogging from newsarama and whoever else covering mm-hmm. these kind of things and cb beluski if i remember his name correctly the, the new head of the editor-in-chief the, the new eic yes. yeah i was called the, the new guy yeah i'll call him cb from here on henceforth so yeah so cb is asked a question about this room full of retailers the people who are in stores try to you know shell their books <laughs> out for 40 dollars a pop Right? They're like, hey, these $1 trades are kind of like... I mean, obviously the argument before with digital was like, it's not actually stealing that many physical customers because there are two types of customers. Some people will do a bit of both, Mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily stealing. People who want the physical will still get the physical. That argument kind of goes away when it's $40 versus one for the same content. That is tempting. That is tempting to anyone. Now, I'm someone who's already completely digital, so I don't really give a shit, but... That is, the, I, I, I can't imagine looking at a book for $40 and going, especially when it's something that what not like my favourite thing ever that I'm super excited about. When it's something that I'm just casually interested in, I could buy the well, book or I could pay a dollar. Yeah, because a dollar is disposable, 40 is not. Exactly. Here, here's the thing, for, like, for me as well, I'm actually a bit of both still, right? I buy some yeah. digital stuff, mm-hmm. but I have some physical things. The Star Wars Epic Collections I was talking about, I have a bunch of them on my shelf right there. And I bought the second volume in this sale because I'm like, well, sure, I could spend 40 and get the next one on my shelf. Or I could just pay one and read it here. Yeah, it, right. It, it's so, it's far too tempting. That the, it makes it, it makes it a frivolous decision because I, I, me and Connor were talking at length last night about this, actually. We're, lo- we're looking, if DC were doing this, what would we buy in the next few weeks of their new releases? And the answer was basically all of them because... It would only cost about six or seven dollars a week to buy every single trade they're putting out. Mm-hmm. That 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 is how yeah. how cheap this becomes at this place. Well, so well, well, this uh, uh, this week the second volume of John's Hawkman comes out. Mm. If you tell me I can get that for a dollar, like <laughs> you're gonna take it. Yeah, I don't even know what's in there, but I I want it. Uh, you know? Yeah, I mean you you can just make impulse. I mean, yeah. just think of, you know when, when it was like you know Black Friday and you know, the end of the year we had like the, the five dollar sale for DC, which was and, good, which is a really good price um, for um, those books. I think all of us went a little bit overboard, right? And and we 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 spent Don't quite we. a bit. I mean, I don't know, maybe Matt had some restraint. I mean, Peter. Definitely yeah, did. I have I have to because um, again my my to read pile 
in physicals already, so I can't petition. What, what he's saying is he, he has a wife that won't. <laughs> see, what Mumas not realised is that she can see the physical books. He'd actually be more sly if he did it digitally. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm always on my, my iPad and then she <laughs> want to know what's up. And then I'll be, you know... Yeah, yeah. What you need is you, we need Google Glass to come back so you can just read them in your glasses without anybody yeah. knowing. Just... Why is your eye twitching? It's it's not. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I just saw my eye. <laughs> crying because Batman's getting married. And you're like, oh. Uh, so, so so anyway, so naturally, some of the argument here is that well, maybe it's a more of a volume thing because so many people will buy a lot of dollar trades that they never would have bought anyway. So do you make up for the difference by selling just the sheer amount of volume? That said, though. $40 trade for $1, that is a lot of sales you have to make up to match what the, you were going to make otherwise. But that, that's some of the arguments you can see going back and forth. So, you know, did, did you, One of the ones that was most interesting to, the, to them was this past week, where it was, you know, all the other stuff we're talking about mm. is trades, it's collections of, you know, singles that have been released, and Already. then, okay, this is the collection. This week you had a, like an original graphic novel. Yeah, the, uh, the, the Thanos one by Starlin. Yeah. 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 Oh, so that, that should have been 20, 25 bucks. And okay, that's it. Day one, a dollar. Yeah. Um, so obviously they ask us. I'm this... Jim Starlin, <laughs> and Infinity War's coming out. I. Oh, he's already pissed. He, he actually left and didn't finish his, his trilogy because Marvel well, pissed him I off. I know, but this would, this would be extra. This is oh, yeah. just like. It, it, it makes me laugh if you read the description for that. They're still marketing it as the first new trilogy. Well, so I, don't I think someone to... else is finishing it. Someone else <laughs> yeah. is, is rounding it off. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, so they asked this question, obviously, at this retailer summit. They're asking, hey, you're kind of undercutting us. Like, what, what, what's, why is this happening? What's the point? Why is it still going on? Explain to us. And CB's response was genuinely baffling to me. Baffling. It's... I mean, we we would discuss this at length of just how what he said made absolutely no sense. Because he said, oh, we sell the books to digital retailers for the same price we do to physical retailers. Any discount that's happening is them and they're the ones eating the cost. That phrasing is really weird to begin with because you don't sell digital retailers a copy. You just, like, no. it's infinite. There's infinite stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, look, every, every other digital storefront in the world that I'm aware of, of this type, will say, okay, you put your thing up for sale, you will take 70%, we'll take 30 We'll just take 30% off the top of every sale, and that's our cut. So that that's it. Like there is no okay. Well, you know, it doesn't matter how many copies you sell. It's like well, whatever you sell, we just take a third. Well, yeah. you know, whatever the going rate and then is. CB said, you know, I agree. This is undervaluing the books. We're looking into it right now. We're going to put a stop to this. He was saying all things that obviously he's saying things that he thinks the retailers want to hear. So that maybe gives you some skepticism as to you know the truth of what he's saying in the first place. Now I tried to play devil's advocate. I looked up what other people were saying. I'd seen, is there any truth to what he could be saying here? Maybe he's just wording it in a weird way. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I, I've seen some speculation that, like, it is Amazon slash Comixology who do set prices and do these kind of things. And maybe Marvel's contract with them uh, allows them far more leeway to do what they want, as opposed to... And that, that's why... Because one of the things that CB said at this, when he answered this question that really dumbfounded me is he actually said out loud to the, everyone in the room, he doesn't understand why this doesn't happen to other publishers like DC. And that was like, what? 
well, <laughs> what do you mean? How do you? Like, it's just your company. It's like so. Still, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's it's worth noting on this point. Yeah, everyone else seems to set their own prices. We talk about DC how uh, when the prices went up in the physical things when some of them sh- switched to single shipping. Yeah. They didn't raise the digital price. They left that as it was at two ninety nine. Yeah, that was their choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of the th- and this is still partly Marvel's fault, but one of the theories was that whenever they drew up a contract for who's setting digital prices, what they could do, what they could get away with, they just didn't make do a very good contract. And next time they renew it, they'll probably reshape it to you know be fit what they want, right? Okay, maybe like there's some truth there. However, so I was playing devil's advocate, even though I like to assume that he's he's he's, he's full of it, and Matt's a way to deal with his dog. Exciting. So, <laughs> so what? But here's the thing. So today, something very interesting popped up. Brian Hibbs, who is a who's a retailer, who apparently in 2002 has tried to sue Diamond. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Class action lawsuit against Marvel Comics over the lack of adherence to Diamond Comics distributors' rules over comic books' lateness. I won't get into that, but that's the thing that happened in 2002. So, uh, okay. I've got it in front of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm skimming it. All right. But anyway, so but he put out an open letter. <coughs> he put out an open letter today. Um, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this. I, I feel like this is far too interesting. And it needs to be word for word. You, you don't yeah. want to. I don't want to skew it. I've, I've got a few other anecdotal things to add on from other retailers that I saw on Twitter responding to this, which that's not much, but it's just enough to sort of back it up. But so here's the open uh-huh. letter from from uh, Hibbs. I was extremely disappointed at Marvel Comics' performance at the Diamond Summit this week. Not because of CB, he obviously has a heartfelt passion and concern for the line, but because of the lack of preparation for and proper response to retail a sincere and existential threat from now the fifth week, that's capitalised by the way, the fifth week of the wild undercutting on this new This Week book product coming from Amazon. It is utterly unacceptable that Marvel is allowing a 96% off pricing on brand new books like Infinity Siblings. CB says you're trying to get to the bottom of this, that this is that you're in talks. This to me is the kind of situation that gets resolved absolutely in no more than seventy two hours, and that's forty eight more hours than my heart tells me it really takes, because of the literal harm that it is doing to the entire class of customers. Because after five weeks where this has been reported far and wide, five weeks where the reporting is driving customers to digital at the expense of print, I have decided that this is FOC and final order cut off that stands for, for if you didn't know. Uh, I can no longer order new Marvel graphic novels and have zeroed out my orders on all book formats product published by Marvel at both of my stores. I do not want to do this, but the way that Marvel has slow walked, this tells me that the only thing I can do. There's still time to change this, seizing this program and coming forward publicly with a full and complete transparent accounting of what happened, and I'll happily reinstate those orders, blissfully even. But my economic power of purchasing, even if it's the only fraction of what Amazon's, is the only power I have. And there are plenty of other publishers wanting to sell me books that are bending over backwards for me so that I will have no problem filling out my racks. I don't know everything what Amazon does and why, but in years of watching them, what CB described does not match any known behaviour that I have observed, nor what I have been able to discuss Mm -hmm. with other publishers about the behaviours they have observed. CB's picture simply doesn't make any sense. Amazon does not take that kind of a loss on that kind of a scale unless it has been made up in some way and some consideration from a manufacturer. I hope this is dealt with both promptly and publicly. I'd like to keep ordering new Marvel books. Thank you for listening. So, all my all my immediate confusion as to why it sounded like bullshit is kind of backed up with this statement here. This is a retailer yeah. saying the same thing. This does not uh, make you, sense. This is not how digital works. 
what's particularly amusing is he's saying, Joe, I'm not even ordering the singles anymore because what's the point? Yep. And this is something that uh, I know I know Peter's been saying a lot as well. It's like, I'm, I'm probably never going to buy a Marvel single again because... Yeah, honestly, What's I mean, the point? Every, every every few months they do it, even if it's just the Amazon sales. I, I pick up what I want uh, cheap. It, it's not worth the value. Yeah, basically the way I look at it is even those Amazon sales before this dollar thing, I was getting a trade of six issues for the price of what they charge for one issue when it comes out. And they, mm-hmm. they release their trades pretty quickly. These sales happen every couple of months. I was literally getting trades that were less than a month old for the price of a single issue. It's hard to justify. but And admittedly, if this was DC... I care enough about DC that I'd be less inclined to make that statement, but because I'm only more casually interested in Marvel, that's how I feel. I'm like, no, I'll wait for the trade, it's fine. But the reality is, the majority of their audience are casually inclined. Of course, yeah. there are the core audience who will buy anything, everything weekly. But, uh, you know, a, a vast portion of their business comes from people who just check out the, the, the whatever trades are there each week and go, oh yeah, okay, I'm interested in that. Yeah, this is this is interesting. I, so I, I think it. The, the, I mean, they probably will stop it. It depends how Marvel tackle this. I don't know, like, because the way it kind of feels is like they do want to undercut the the retailers, but they don't want to look at the bad guys and admit they're doing it. So it's just, yeah. just so weird to blame Comicsology and Amazon. Like, it just—it's so <clears> strange. I just know that my my shop now they've. It seems like they're ordering less Marvel now. I get there in the afternoon. So I don't know if there's like a rush on on Wednesday mm. to get whatever's you know new, but it doesn't seem anytime I look over because the only thing I get from Marvel is Thor uh, right now. So you know I get mine into my pull box and then I, I go over to the wall and see what else is there, and it just it doesn't seem like there's a lot of Marvel. So I don't know if this is a response to their low sales and they think they're just gonna make it up. Like, yeah. like you're talking about in the volume I th- I in think, these trades. I think to at this point it is probably just based on sales. I, I don't think this is too soon to have the effect like seen in the shops. But uh, yeah. so this is one person saying he's not ordering Marvel books for two stores. Yeah. I saw other retailers respond to this on Twitter. One said they're not ordering trades anymore. They'll do single issues, but they're not ordering trades until this stops because mm-hmm. they don't see the point. Uh, I know Ryan Higgins from Comics Conspiracy who also owns a store. He's doing the same thing. He's he's officially not ordering sure. trades. From Marvel now, yeah, and I, I think I think it's worth noting that this is still on. This sale right now, yeah. as we're recording, is still there, despite what they're saying. I can still go and buy, you know, X Men Legion Quest, five hundred and fifty pages for a dollar. Yeah, because right this now. is the thing. Like what he said there, he doesn't believe that this takes more than twenty four hours. Certainly not more than seventy two hours to solve. And I believe that. Like I don't see why yeah. if Marvel called Amazon and said, "Hey." <laughs> we were could not happy you, with could this. You put our prices back up, please. That that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's them that's made this choice and they've kicked up a fuss about it, I feel like they would be in talks and it would be resolved in some fashion pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, because this isn't like you know the movies that the Amazon sales where I remember I used to be able to go get like Blu-rays for cheap on Amazon, and now the market's kind of stabilizing. Yeah. They're a little bit cheaper than you know going to a brick and mortar store and get, but not not much by the time. Shipping mm. comes in, but you can still get a digital, you know, for a third of the price. It's still not a dollar, you know, but like if I wanted to buy, let's say, Star Wars The Last Jedi digitally, you know, it's like, what, $15? I don't know what digital yeah. prices I are. Think, I think it makes physical. sense to me for digital to be 
a bit cheaper because you are yeah, I mean, it does. like yeah. genuine costs in the yeah. manufacturing process. Oh yeah, like and shipping and all that. It's looking like going forward because Nightwing, which is going single shipping, is four dollars in May yeah. on Comicsology. So it's looking like that digital discount may be going away. And I, I, I mean, I, I've kind of made my peace with it. It's fine. I'll, I'll whatever. I mean, I, I do genuinely. I was going to say, I do genuinely believe that digital should be cheaper. I'm not going to complain about it when it's not, though. Like, I'm fine with it, but... Yeah, it seems like that's the greater piece of the market anymore. You know, I feel like myself being a, a physical first type guy, I'm becoming, you know, more and more the anomaly. There are more people that are out there like you guys that are going to get it on their iPads and tablets first, you know, as I, soon as I, they can. I do think the, you know, going back up to the, the $4, I'm wondering if it's the same thing that we see in the game market where they're trying to maintain the parity with the physical market. Yeah, so to, just to, to keep the ecosystem safe. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's funny because May's books and comicsology, because like, typically what will happen is after the solicits a couple of weeks later, you'll get all that, all those books that were solicited on comicsology for pre-order. And that didn't happen. May's books only started going up like this week. So June should be up by now and they're not. Uh, right. And my speculation on Twitter uh, earlier this week was that the reason why it's delayed is because they're actually they weren't sure what they were going to, what they were going to charge because they've got so many new things coming and they're, you know there's some stuff's going single shipping they're, they're doing a four dollar double shipping boot with Justice League I don't know if they've decided what they're charging for that digitally yet I think they're actually just making those choices. Yeah. I agree. I think it's the case of maybe they're in discussions with Comicsology about, hey, what do you, what do you think we should do? You know, okay, here, yeah. here's what we're thinking. It get, I assume it goes back and forth a bit. Yeah, and I mean, I, I like all the, I like DC enough that I'm happy to pay the four dollars per book if that's that's. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm already paying six dollars right for for Nightwing, so yeah. it drops to once a month. I'm paying four. I'm still paying less. Yeah, you know, I don't care. It's a book I'm going to get regardless. So you know. Uh, but yeah, I just I don't understand this dollar stuff and how, like you guys are saying, as an outsider who this doesn't impact whatsoever. Yeah, man, if I was retail, I would be upset because you're you're cutting my knees out from under me, and and able to sell trades where I know, with with you know the state of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, people are going into shops and buying you know in you know Infinity Gauntlet because the movie. Yeah, you know, it, it makes. But people... if they can just get it for a dollar, let's say, right before the movie comes out, why are they going to come into my shop? Uh, yeah, I just want to add an update. You know, when we were talking about this in our group, we we reached out to one of our friends, uh, Boy Ackerman, who is a you yeah. know a, a comics artist who has sold things on Comicsology. Oh yeah. And asked about his opinion on what 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 his experience was because we will say we we assume this is how things work, but we wanted someone with the experience, and he's actually just got back to us oh. uh, in the last couple of minutes. He's when, when, yeah, yeah. When he's worked with uh, Monkey Brain, his the, the publisher that did his, mm-hmm. uh, basically Monkey Brain set the prices. They took a percentage. Comicsology took a percentage. The rest went to the creators. So you're telling that me Monkey it. Brain, which I imagine most listeners and viewers of this probably haven't even heard of, right? Monkey Brain, a pretty small no. publisher, right? Yeah. You're telling me no. they can set their own prices, but Marvel Comics cannot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, he has said, though, he's not entirely sure how it works with the sales, because during promotions, Comixology has offered like the, the issue one of Captain Ulmer, his book, for, for mm-hmm. free a few times without him knowing. But they may have consulted with Monkey Brain on that. Uh, yeah, that, but, that would be yeah. down to them. He's well, yeah, not sure I mean, on that. Because Boy wouldn't necessarily be part of those. He's, he's the artist, but he's not there for all those business talks, obviously. That's, right. that's yeah, Monkey yeah, Brain's. Yeah. But yeah. I also remember when, when Captain Ultimate came out. I got Captain Ultimate, you know, because we want to support our friends. It was ninety nine cents that first issue. Yes, you know. 
So, well, I mean, the difference between free and 99 cents, you know, it's not that major. But now when you're talking about, like you said, 40 to a dollar, yeah, that's huge. So, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So, uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed that conversation because <laughs> I, I think it was worth talking about. I feel like it was such a, a, a really weird thing that... And it's been on far longer than we thought it was going because we thought, yeah, this will be like a few days a week at yeah. most, and then they just yeah, kept putting up the new trades. And I'll be fascinated this to is see one if... of those things that these guys kept talking about in the chat or in the in the thread. Mm-hmm. And I was like, geez, another sale? I don't care. Oh, another week of this? When is this going to stop? And now we're on our fifth week. Well, and that was the thing. This past week or so, the original everything in the past year. That came, came back. back. Yeah, it so came back for like a few days. So time. So, that, so yeah, you almost assume, okay, that's the ending then. Because so, they had that at the start and the end. That's the yeah. bookend. And they'll finish. Uh, but no, yeah. we're, we're back to... The next week's books came again. Also, Aaron's store is worth way more than a dollar. So you guys got a deal if you got, you know, four trades for four dollars. Like, that's a price of one issue. I think there was, only, there was oh. only one of Aaron's thoughts. No, it was two. Was Vol- volume three and four are mighty thought over there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you guys got a deal because those are worth more, way more than two dollars. Yeah, yeah I got caught up I, recently I, this week. No idea when I'm going to read them, but they're there. <laughs> I, I'm at the point now, because I've, I've basically got all of Mighty Thor and Unworthy Thor to read. Yeah. So I'm basically going, yeah, I'm just going to wait till he finishes now, and then just read through it all. Well, this this one, uh, we got one more issue left of, of this arc before it kicks out, and he Thor starts to and Avengers, yeah. so... I don't have much weight. Connor. Well, because that was that was the thing that I, I saw a big list. So here's all the number ones coming from you know fresh stars. Uh-huh. Avengers there. I'm like, okay, yeah, Avengers by Aaron Cool, and then it was like, okay, Iron Man by uh, Slot, and uh, you had Spider Man by Spencer. And I'm, I'm looking at all these. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I'm willing to try most of these in trade when they're they're cheap, like three months <laughs> later. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but hey, so. <laughs> well, Books. Well, Wrap that up there, and we'll talk about actual DC Comics. Promise. Yeah. That's, that's coming. And we'll, we'll let you know if DC ever do this for a dollar. Oh, God. I, 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 every penny I've got. <laughs> Have it, DC. Have it. That, that, that wish list that's got, like, a hundred things in it, it's just going to be empty. But I'm done. Well, without further ado, let's go on to the comics of the week. So, we'll start with Batman 44, uh, Tom King writing, Mikhail Jan and Joel Jones on the art. Uh, this has a, a flashback structure, and the flashbacks are by Janin, and the present day stuff is by uh, Joel Jones. Real quick about Janin. Mm-hmm. So, apparently there's a tweet that he worked on Metal 6. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's just worth mentioning, because we uh, debated yeah. this last week. That looks a lot like yeah. Janin, but he's not credited, so I yeah. guess Capullo just really changed his style. Yes, yeah, which so, means I take back my giving Capullo the you know the the art of the week because I did it based yeah. on the versatility. <laughs> so oh, I, I guess I guess stands. Frank takes it. Oh God, he's uh, rescinding his his vote. Hmm. Well, anyway, new information like, has come to light. <laughs> yeah, that's a hey, that's a scientific method, right? Like you change uh, your yeah, based off exactly. Of but uh, what deal with Trigon did King make that he gets to write a book <laughs> with both Jones and Janin? Like, and then he has Gerards or Gerards, and and, and so, suddenly, like the the two covers where Joel did the Catwoman one with the dress makes yeah. a lot more sense because the story in this is it's it's Catwoman sneaking out of the mansion in the middle of the night to go and steal yeah. her wedding dress to to, to find well, and, and to steal. try them on, which, which, yeah. which cracks me up. Is my wife used to work in in the bridal 
market and sell dresses and it looked like a shop she had worked in hmm. you know uh so so that that cracked me up yeah, uh, just her coming in all because like every panel with her's uh time stamped it's like here's here's this yeah. it starts off like two in the morning and then it's like you know throughout the night her breaking in, trying on different dresses, but doing it this way because she's Catwoman. And then throughout the issue, it keeps flashing back to various time in Batman and Catwoman's history, uh, one-page encounters, and we basically get a glimpse of various outfits that they've both worn. Obviously, Batman's are relatively similar <laughs> throughout the ages, just the odd little difference yeah, it, here or there. It's a timeline of Batman and Catwoman yeah. through... Through the eras. I was, I was a little disappointed in the Batman ones because I feel like they were all still mostly you know, the grey. There wasn't a lot of the blue stuff. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Oh, we had, you know, we did that, have the trunks uh, though. There were there was a couple of trunk yeah. pages and I like that. You could yeah. tell they looked different enough though. Like it wasn't like they were the same ones and they just coloured them differently. You know? So, no, no. Like they, they were drawn differently, but they there there were really subtle differences and not they, 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 I think that's a problem with Batman and not the colorist there, Connor. He just he doesn't change. But uh, I mean, you know, when you when you get those, you, you, I mean, we we get them every couple of years. The graphics that come up with all the different costumes they've ever had lined up. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more variety than I'm seeing in this issue. Yeah, but I, I feel like the whole point of this is, you know, to to talk about the story as a whole. Batman really hasn't changed, whereas Catwoman has. Yeah. Catwoman well, has gone from this, you know, thief. All the way up to basically her own type of superhero. Yeah, I mean, over the, the course of the relationship, the, the whole the whole sort of point in this this issue. At one point, they're even talking about it in one of the flashbacks. One of the more recent flashbacks is that she's basically you know all all the costume changing because she's her costume has been changing drastically yeah. throughout this. You look at this, yeah. she's been had some shitty costumes over her time. That said, though, the the full purple suit with the black boots and gloves, I still like that one a lot. The Nightfall era. Yeah, more, more of that, Jan, please. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> We, 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 but she's like, oh no, we're, we're still trying to find what fits, and it, it, it nicely parallels to her trying to find her perfect wedding dress, and it's just, you know, it, it's almost like she's trying to find out the life she wants, and she's maybe finally found it with Bruce, so there's some nice little subtext in there uh, from that. I know Connor didn't like this issue that much, though, so I'm, I'm going to let him speak, and then me and Matt can bring everyone you, back. You, you, you can get time. to the gushing, yeah. <laughs> it just really didn't work for me. Um, I don't know what it is, because I still like, you know, the... the the, the relationship between them, like what, what King's been doing, I think that's still pretty solid. I don't know, just a lot of the, the issue feels kind of frivolous to me. I'm like, hey, look at all this stuff. It feels like a lot of the issue it, it, when I'm reading it. Like, it doesn't it doesn't quite feel like it's got the depth to me. And, and you know, maybe you, you guys can disagree and you, you can you know say that you feel like all this stuff's there. But when I'm reading it, I'm, I'm kind of going, okay, I, I get it, but it's it's just kind of... You know, like okay, here's here's the beats. It's not really doing the the. It's not hitting me with with anything. Like there's no emotion to it. See, I when I first read it, because it's a very quick read. It's it's a lot told in in the art or in the art. And as I let it sink in over the course of the week, I I liked it more when I thought about it. Just because mm. again, this this marriage is the biggest thing that's happened to Batman. I I would say since Damien. Yeah, since Popped I got kids. In, right? yeah. You know, so the fact that it's going through and with these broad strokes showing their relationship almost as like a clip show, but not in that lazy clip show way where they didn't have anything else. It's 
it's resetting the table yeah, for what's it, to come. Yeah, for me, this felt like a love letter to the history. Because mm-hmm. as much as, you know, in continuity, it's only may have been however many years since he's been active. It's like, <laughs> no, this is like, here's the 80-year, or almost 80-year history of Batman yeah. and Catwoman. I, I think that's well, that's part of my problem, is, you know, it's, it's a love letter to the history, but that's not the first time King's done this already. And it, um, it's starting to feel like, okay, he keeps coming know. back to this. It's a thread that I like that started where, where first I was annoyed that they call themselves Bat and Cat, but here it justified that relationship because at the end of the day, that's who they are. You know, they're not Bruce and Selena, they're the Bat and the Cat. Yeah, I actually like No matter that. how you dress them, that's who they are. Yeah, I, I, I like that this is an extension of when he, he did the, the, the sort of the, the flashback, you know, the whole boat and, you know, on, you know, on a boat on a street mm-hmm. sort of, you know, what was it's, the origin it's story? With, it's, a, it's a meta commentary you know, on, on that, because yeah. you could look at this and let's say they've, Batman's only been active 15 years. She's dressed like she's from the forties. The first time you see her, yeah, like that actually doesn't make any sense, but in the grand scheme of the story for what it represents, you know, it's almost like they're a timeless love. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't actually, yeah. I like that phrase. It's a timeless love. I, I think you don't have to take the flashbacks literal like that. You don't have to just say, oh, this was actually how they were dressed, you know, 10 years ago kind of I'm, thing. I'm not saying yeah. that, that, that they were. Yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> criticising that. I, I'm just saying that the shtick's feeling a little bit old to me, doing I this again. I, I dug this. I, I, I think this is uh, my favourite issue. He's Batman and... Before the Ivy ones, at least. The before <laughs> before the Wonder Woman two-parter. Yeah. So, I, I think... I, I what, Go on. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to praise Jones because to to kind of come in and steal Janin's thunder. Yeah. I think like that's that's a skill, and I've I've really loved a lot of what Jones does. There's only been one issue where I really didn't like it, and it felt you know rushed and whatnot. But but here, like, there's a panel of her laying on the ground in in the bridal shop, and she's like, "I've seen my cat do that." <laughs> they just lay and sprawl out, and it just she's truly happy. I I yeah. uh, I I'm yeah. f- very familiar with this pose. Yes, yeah. in fact, I want to, I want to praise the facial work as well because uh, there's a there's a panel where she holds up a dress and she makes this like yuck face at the dress like, like she's like nah yeah. sucks but it's just it's all it's just a facial expression but it's perfect I get the 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 moment and the 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 emotion from her completely and yeah. it's also kind of funny because it's a face. It's good. Uh-huh. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I've got nothing bad to say about the art. I, I, I really haven't. The, the art is top quality. I mean, actually, going back to Matt, be uh, critic- or not criticizing, but questioning King's uh, luck with the artists here. It's funny how he, you know, he, he's got Clayman, he's got Jan, mm-hmm. and, and now he, now he somehow roped in Joel Jones into being a regular rotating artist. Yeah. That, that's just the, this is the teams that we're working with here. Have you have you seen I... the teases of his uh, Clayman's Joker coming up? Oh my god, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's fantastic. Can I just say, if you don't follow Tom King on Twitter, please do, especially yes. around convention times, so that you can see the drawings that he does Art. on the covers that he yeah. signs. Oh, they great. are a thing of beauty. In fact, my favourite thing from him on Twitter the last couple of days is he posted a photo of Clay Mann, who's presumably signing stuff next to him at the table. You know, they're both next yeah. to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, here's Clay Mann's expression as he watches me sketch Batman. And it yeah. was just Clay Man looking horrified. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. It great. I still, my favorite thing King's ever done is when he draws the smiley face in the Batman shadow on the Elmer Fudd crossover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that was good. It's so good. And it's, it's a small thing. 
and it's just it ruins Clayman's art there. Don't, don't, don't so you just pretty. want to get cover ruined by, yeah. by Tom? Yeah, Actually, exactly. That reminds me. I saw a funny thing on Twitter this week uh, related to Dan Jurgens. Well, he he was responding to someone. Someone else said another comic artist. I can't remember Phil who. Hester. Was it Phil Hester? There you go. You've seen this. Uh, said, yeah. "Oh, it hurts a little bit inside or whatever when you're signing something for a fan and you you offer a sketch. Oh, do you want me to sketch something on the cover? And they'll say, nah, I'm fine, right? And how that kind of hurts. That stings." And Dan Jurgens responded to it. I had someone this week. I signed for him. Said, "Do you want me to do a sketch?" And the person responded, "No, I only want artists to do that." <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, George, really funny is I don't know if the fan is just ignorant. You know, someone who's you know a bit younger who who isn't really yeah. familiar with 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 his work in, in, in yeah. beyond you know, recently, or if more than saying, nah, I don't really like your work as an artist. I, I appreciate you as a writer, but yeah. No, I, I, I took it as the former. I took it as this is someone who only knows him as a writer and doesn't realise yeah, that he's yeah. also an artist. And That hurt my soul as a fan of <laughs> of his Superman and his... <laughs> he's the father of Booster Gold. Like, that hurts my soul. It doesn't make me angry. It just, like, uh, somebody yeah. insulting your grandpa. Just like, no, you know what he's done? You know what, what he went through? Okay. He fought a war for you. Yeah, like <laughs> that, that. That reminds me, Matt. Did you enjoy the the picture of a your bearded booster? I that did. We're getting in I'm, Batman. I've, I'm very excited I, to see where this goes. Did, 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 did you enjoy the 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 preview page of Booster getting hung from an upcoming yeah. issue of Batman? I did. Well, at first I thought at first I thought it was Batman doing his little tricky like we'd meet on the roof. Yeah. And and he rips him up, but then it looked way more sinister. What kind of breaks that tension is Skeets yeah. slowly watching him go up, you know, like yeah. This is a this is a preview page. Uh, Tom King put he puts out previews, little previews here or there. But uh, just to back just back to the whole artist thing and like not wanting them to draw on it. I love that Tom King doesn't ask; he just does it. He just, he just does it. Yeah, because yeah. he knows he'll say no. I mean, that that, that guy says all the artists to do it. Well, I mean, he'd been the writing saying that to Tom King, but he's like, no, no, smiley face. As, Batman sketch. as someone has been to my fair share of cons, I've never had an artist offer a sketch. No, no, no matter how small, and it makes me sad. Maybe not. Because, yeah, no, not not like, hey, can I do this real quick? You know, usually the lines are super long. You know, but I'll tell you, um, Jeff Lemire uh, will huh? do a sketch in any trade that you put in front of him. Every yeah. single one, no matter what, he will do a small sketch. It's pretty pretty <laughs> cool. Never thought it's, yeah. It's, uh, well, that's why I always love that Chip uh, Zdarsky. He, his his signature's free, but if you want Stan Lee's, it's ten dollars. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that. Batman was 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 good. It was good. I liked it a lot. Uh, you you like the, the the Nightfall era purple with her long hair? Oh yeah. Uh, and, and I was going through trying to think about what my favorite costume of hers is and. I think it is the most recent where it's more tactical. Oh sure, it's yeah, like the leather with the hat. But I think you know, I wanted to pick something else, but it, that one mainly because of the I think it was the Brewbaker run and whoever did the art there. Yeah, um, it's yeah. just it's super iconic. I think, to I me. think for a more grounded look, yeah, the, the, the modern one with the goggles is definitely the the, the one you yeah. go with. Um, I think if, if I want a more comic booky look, though, I think that Nightfall era is kind of yeah, that's good. The one I like, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's up to taste. Yeah. The old John, ones are pretty goofy, though. I, I, I will say, I, I think I'm getting into a pattern with with King's Batman, and maybe this is just something that with King as a whole is. I feel like for me, I need to have him doing a solid plot to back things up. Otherwise, it kind of just feels wishy washy to me. Because this is 
Yeah, not the first time I felt this now. And you know, the, these are from a technical point of view. I can't really fault these, but they feel they're just not hitting me. They're feeling a bit hollow. But it's when there's a plot to back it up that I'm getting invested. This is where we have an advantage over you because we have souls, so we feel the the, yeah, the emotion <laughs> of of yeah. what's going on. I, I can feel emotion. I'm just not feeling it here. So, I just you say that about the plots, and I you know if you guys remember you know cycle back to two years ago when we started. And I was like, I don't know if King gets Batman. I, you know, that's that doubt's gone. You know, mm. uh, anything since, you know, I am suicide. I mean, hell, I mean, hell Matt, I, 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 yeah. I think King's Batman's one of the most vulnerable Batman I've seen. I mean, yeah. sure, and, you that's, can... and I, that's why I like it so much. I, I mean, like, you know, sure, he's not a badass. You can criticize that, and you know, the Ivy arc he was taking out flashes quite easily, but it, on yeah. an emotional level, but he I, is I so vulnerable because. Because the story around that, though, that that's Ivy controlling the flashes, right? That's not, mm. you know, it, it's him doing his job as Batman. Oh yeah, we, we we can get in there, and explain it away. <laughs> of course, well, we can. no, yeah, but first time suicide where he's resetting his broken back and this stuff. I'm just like, oh, I hate this. But then he goes and I am Batman, and by the end of that arc, he's completely vulnerable, and he's talking about the death of his parents and how it's affected him, you know. Uh, and we've gotten completely away from the Gotham Girl stuff. I feel like that was supposed to be super important going forward, and it still might. But in writing the Catwoman stuff, King's kind of mm. been able to call an audible. Maybe that'll whip back, bro. Maybe that'll be because he says we go 100 issues. Maybe it'll be the very final arc that'll bring the Gotham yeah. Girl stuff back. I, in. I hope it's a bit more than that because it was, you know, that first arc promised so much, you know, with, at the end it of did. it. And then I'm it like, yeah, okay, I've never got any sort of. Pay off to this. Yeah, but here's the I thing. I'm okay with that. I'm enjoying what I'm getting right now. Yeah, here's the thing, though. I think the book's been better since. Like, I think that first starts one of the weaker sections of the whole run. So, I don't necessarily mind if we don't go back to I know, it. I, I think King settled into his his groove a bit more. But I'd like to get back to that stuff. Um, more, more, probably more than I would this stuff, personally. I like this way better. I'm so you know confident in uh, so what I'm looking for secure in in lois and clark's relationship mm. i like exploring you know the the bruce and selena you know i like these little takes that he's he's adding in there and and the stuff with ivy and how you know how how those two had to team up to to talk her down you know and that's uh, I don't know, I, it's weird I, I guess i'm just at a point now where i'm like okay i kind of want to just get to the wedding so i can write okay that's done now i can get back to whatever the next you know, just the guy that gets drunk and dances with himself at weddings this is all he wants <laughs> he just wants to get there so he can have a good time and then forget about it yeah this is the thing like i think there's a lot of valid criticisms about the ivy arc right there was a lot of things especially the final issue i, I had my own problems with yeah. um I, I think for me this issue is exactly why i like king's batman run this issue, taking the time to just focus on this one simple little event and not having a big bit of plot is actually why I like it. I like just taking the time to feel the, the impact of it. Just the fact that Catwoman was out looking for her wedding dress to marry Batman, that's a big event. It is treating I, I it like with that gravitas. She has to do it by herself. Like she, yeah. can't, she doesn't have bridesmaids, really, that she can count on to go help her. So she goes and does it on her own and then comes back. And uh, If I have one criticism in the art, it's that Alfred looks a little bit too old. In the in the the last page, you know. Sure. Uh, but other than that, the the look that they give each other, Jones just nails. So, 
I, yeah. I, I like the present day stuff a lot more because at least I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm getting that. But it, it's all the, the other stuff. It feels like, oh, here's the history again. Here's, okay, here's the, the broad strokes, the greatest hits. And I feel like uh, King's already played this card. And now I'm feeling like, okay, we're just redoing that. I disagree. Just, I, I, don't like, I don't like a card that's being replayed. I think it's a through line that's still going. Oh, yeah, I agree. Between this and the, what was it, the annual, where, where we got the, the last Batman story, where he's sick and the family comes. Mm. Yeah. Um, that, I, I feel these are a nice tone, you know, to themselves. You know, uh, they, they partner well. So, I don't know, I really enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Nice. There we go. Some positivity outside the corner. Uh, so <laughs> we'll move on. We're, we're going to a dark place next. So we're going to Superman Forty Four. Peter J. Tomasi, Patrick Gleason, Doug Mankey's also there on the art. Um, this is the final part of the 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 Bizarro story. We're getting the the Boyzaro stuff, but we're over on Thria or have you say it? Backwards Earth. Yeah, Three. Yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna give my opinion on this issue quickly. Go on. I've just gone to you know flick through it as I do, and I've gone. Oh, I, I fell asleep reading this and didn't even notice. I've, I've missed <laughs> yeah. the last four four or five pages that I've just I'm just reading now because I'm like, so, oh, oh, I didn't mm-hmm. actually finish this. I feel like the last part has some really good emotion. If it wasn't all written in Bizarro, we're after going to go and decipher it. Also, it feels like there was an issue missing in between. Uh and I want to chalk it up to the bizarro nature because of that, but this is not a bizarro I like. I I much prefer, you know, light bizarro versus you, whatever. You want this road here. trip bizarro back? Yeah, no, not just road trip bizarro, but even the stuff in Forever Evil with him and Lex, like the the, mm. the Lex clone bizarro that's there, you know. Um, yeah. This is just him having his own Earth and. Everything going opposite, but each writer has a different take on what exactly is opposite. You know? Yeah, some people just put not in front of everything. Some people yeah. actually do the opposite in, in, in terms of the verbs and, and as well. Yeah, like It's not and consistent, this is, uh, yeah, so it that, makes a very tough read. Yeah, this is flip-flopping between This is doing both. Yeah. yeah. So... And- I mean, honestly, either one would be annoying to read it in extended amounts, but flipping between them yeah. just makes it even harder. Because you can't even just get a consistent through line of, okay, this is the rule, and I'll just keep sticking to that yeah. as I'm reading that. You can't do that. Bizarro's yeah. definitely, if you're cooking, Bizarro's a spice that, that is very overpowering, so you only need a little bit of it to bring it. And if you add too much, you've kind of ruined the meal. So I feel like this meal was ruined, and I it makes me sad because this team with, Tomasi, Gleason, and, and Monkey are like three of my favorite people in comics. And then you add in Bizarro, and it just all goes to hell. Joe's shame is despite the opening of the first issue of this being a, a bit too heavy in the Bizarro stuff, once it got to the family, it's like, oh, this feels really good, and, you know, it's Superboy with Boy's Arrow. Last issue yeah. was definitely, the middle issue was definitely the strong part of this, right? With, with Kathy yes. and. Uh, yeah. but nobody, not everything nobody. else, and all, all the buildings yeah. up, and you know, Robin or Rob Zaro coming in with these these mustaches like Gomez, all over. I love the idea that the opposite of Damien is like this suave Gomez esque version yeah. of him. Like yeah. that's really funny. I agree. But this this final issue was just kind of like lots of Bizarro speak. It had to, had all the climax, and they did the whole yeah. thing where at the end Bizarro like kind of emulating Krypton but instead he sends himself away and just, like you stay here son yeah. I'll save myself in the little ship <laughs> yeah because that, that's the opposite of what Superman would have done yeah you know 
And I, I mean, and then they come and save Boys Arrow. Then so is Boys Arrow going to be around? No, I like that. Next. There's a lot of moments in here that I like, like when when they tell John, "No, this is you. You're you're leading this right now. Mm. You know, we're here because of you." And it's you know, I almost want Tomasi to do a team of of nobody and Boyzaro and Kathy. And it almost feels like it's being teased, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can see because I love all that stuff here. Uh, everything else around it, like, I still don't know what the super villain thing was all about. Yeah, that you was know, the, that the, was the big cliffhanger at the end of the last issue. Oh, the, the, yeah. the what was it the the Legion of Fun? Fun. Yeah. yeah. But it was okay. Just, just something to punch. And I, I feel like because this this issue well, starts. I don't understand. It, that yeah this issue starts and they're already like fighting it felt like the the legion of fun just kind of showed up halfway through without much of an entrance and we're just kind of there to be punched and that was it yeah i did i did chuckle at uh fat flash yeah fat flash is great oh Oh, matt Matt, Matt, you're going yeah fat flash gave me a chuckle oh uh black manta throwing fish that that made me laugh yeah, there's, there's lots of little jokes like that. There's little moments yeah. where you like the emotion behind them. I, I just think overall the issue was kind of a tough read. And, yeah. and the final moment with with John, and I feel like this is the most Superman that he's been, where he reaches out and goes, no, boys, are you're coming with us. You know, and he offers mm. that compassion that Superman has always given to Bizarro, even though Bizarro comes up and destroys things. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's kind of like, I'm trying to think of the right one. That's kind of how I feel about my dog. I love him, but he creates such a headache for me sometimes that I'm just like, why Why do I still keep you? I don't, you know. Oh, but I love you because, you know, you come and you, you're, you know. So, I don't know. It's, this is Tomasi and Gleason's last, right? Because. They've, they've got, um, like, the special. And I think there's, there's another issue or two before that, okay. maybe. So, well, so if this was their send-off, I'm disappointed. But there's still time for them to course correct. And give themselves a proper send off. I think I think it's really sad though that we were so into this this run for the first like couple of arcs, and I look back at the run now as a whole, and I'm like, the the, the fraction that I actually really like is now the minority. Yeah, because it's kind of like we're bored, kind of messed with them because they had to move back to Metropolis, and I feel like they really have the Hamilton County stuff really nailed down. But I don't know that that, that shouldn't be an excuse though because they would have known that was coming for a while. They, so, they, yeah, they would have done. But it feels like things like Kathy were completely forgot about. Like, how long did we go before seeing her you know, yeah. in these last couple of issues? Well, uh, I know, and even though, because this was the same, well, it was Tomasi, but on Super Sons, we could have gotten some uh, Kathy and stuff. Instead, we spent you know three issues on that weird Earth that probably will never be relevant again. Hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I imagine we'll get a spiritual sequel to Super Sons that will be more of a team book with the others from yeah. this. Yeah, that's it. That's Young Justice. I like all these characters. Bookmark, that's what it'll be called. Yeah, that's fine by me. I mean, again, coming from their run with, with uh, Damien and Nobody, I really wanted more Nobody, and she showed up in what the in, in the Rebirth issue, and that was it. And then she shows up here. So... And same with Kathy. Kathy gets lost after the Manchester Black stuff. Yeah, I think I think nobody wasn't the rebirth issue. That was uh, the issue where that was at the start of the Super Sons. Where I think Damien was at school, okay. and she showed up there. I think I called. Well, I remember her saying that they were gonna for Damien. She's gonna keep an eye on John because she can go invisible and whatnot. And yeah. that really never that never really 
showed up. So I can't remember what it was, but it was Tomasi. Where she's reporting in. Yeah. yeah. So, but so, you know, hopefully we get something. And I really did like the, the positives here were I really did like the, the art and, and spots looked fine because it's monkey and he kind of does grotesque well. But mm. it was really the moments, the emotional stuff with John that I really enjoyed. It's funny just reading these last few pages now because, like I said, I fell asleep. They are the, the best of the issue. Okay. Yeah. And yep. I fell asleep just before because I was just in the big fight still with all the just, you know, yeah. bizarro talk and punching things. Yeah, it was, it was just like a big mess of things happening. There's not really Pretty much. Uh, an easy through line to kind of take you through the page. It's just, you know. Uh, so, yeah, Superman 44, not not its brightest, uh, not its worst. I mean, this is no uh, reading plaques off of the, the War Memorial no. statues, but, no. you know. Uh, not, not even the worst of this arc, because the first one was, first one was those last few pages, the first one was, was worse than this. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I think it's open to debate. <laughs> I'm glad this arc's over. I'll just <laughs> it, Either way, there's not much in it, but uh, yeah, they're not good either way. Uh, like, I say, like, like you say, I think three issues, it felt squished into three issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually no I'll say it didn't feel squished in I just felt like they added too many characters and ideas for the three issues they yep. had I don't think yep. there was another issue of plot to be told but there was just like the the Hawk Woman or Bizarro Hawk Woman and you know the Legion of Fun all this stuff they didn't need to have most of this no it's just there for something to punch yeah alright well we'll move on then we'll move on to Justice League 42 Christopher Priest writing <laughs> Pete Woods on the art the art I've got to say in this was a bit more sloppier than I'm, I'm I'd expect from Pete Woods yeah, but there's one moment in there that I really, really enjoyed of the art. That's, that's so, fair. That's fair. But there was a few know. things, especially early on, yeah. where I was feeling like, oh, this looks a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it was, it, there's nothing like really that I can pin down. There's just a couple of panels here or there that just look a little bit off, but I don't know exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's fair. Uh, so, Women got shot and. Superman is racing her off, but Flash is like, "Hey, no, you stay here and protect the the, the, the innocent people. I'll I'll rush her off. I'm faster than you are, Clark. You idiot. Let me Flash. Yeah, me, don't me, argue me. with me either, because I know I'm faster than you. I like that line. Did, did anyone else find it weird when he calls him Cal? A little bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why anyone in the Justice League would call him Cal. It makes no not, sense. Not to me. these days. It, that, that like that feels yeah. like such a throwback, doesn't it? Yeah, well, because he's Clark Kent. He's really not Cal. Like you're yeah. only Tony. Like. Supergirl can call him Cal, you know. No, so, she makes sense because she's from Krypton yeah. and she knows him as Cal first. Exactly. But everyone else, it feels weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. I like parts of this, but I don't like others because it just feels like a cluster. Like, I, I a like, lot of the stuff with Jazeki, just I yeah. don't. I it's like get, the overall thing, but it's just the, the minutiae of it's a little bit jumbled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quick, quick little fun thing first. So so Jessica's still going on about the kiss and like not knowing what to do about it. Uh, and, and still not giving us any resolution as to what actually happened. Yeah, I don't like that part of it. But the conversation, again, was pretty funny. And then like her throwing the whole uh, lunch thing back in Simon's face. Okay, I was having oh, some yeah. fun with that. I like those characters. I like what they do. Uh, the rest of it, though... Um, yeah, like there's a lot of stuff with the the warlord, and it felt a bit weird to me, like how prominent Deathstroke's becoming in this. And I get that he's writing Deathstroke, and he's he's tying yeah. it into stuff that he set up in Deathstroke, but it, it just it felt a bit weird, and I don't know. I think it, it, this is going to be where in future I basically read this as a side arc to Deathstroke. Yep. Yeah, rather mm-hmm. than a Justice League story. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because um, yeah. obviously, uh, Barry gets young Wally to go get Raven to help. With so, so, so yeah. there's some mystical healing going on next issue, presumably. Um, I did like that the lanterns show up and they're like, hey, where's the watchtower? This was here when we yeah. left. <laughs> yeah. I, I was kind of funny. I, I, I was a nice attention to detail. Uh, but otherwise, though, like, I, yeah, I didn't love the issue. It was kind of fine. No. It was kind yeah, of fine. I agree. But it, 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 I, I like the I like the theme and the tone of that the Justice League can't get involved in every little single thing. Yeah. Because you know, there's so yeah. many. It's like trying to cut a bomb but being colorblind. Like you don't know which one to snip because you're just going to make it worse. Yeah. Me, uh, me and Pete had a whole debate about. We did. We did. We did. Last, yeah. last issue. issue. You're here. You know? I, do you know like? And I like I like Deathstroke's involvement in the sense that he will be this wild card who will just shoot the fan because that's that's what happens towards the end of this show. Yeah. He actually just kills him and says, "You guys won't deal with us." And like, yeah. it, 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 I mean, he doesn't say all this, but like, I, I Deathstroke's nothing but practical. Yeah, but I right. basically sense that no, he 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 understands the the purpose that Justice League serve. He actually doesn't want them to you know be messed around like this. So he's like, no, "I'll just solve this problem for you. Free of charge. Boom. Right, he's dead." <laughs> I mean, it goes back to the core concept of Deathstroke's not evil. He mm. he doesn't no. do things because he he wants to take a, over the world. He's a true neutral. He's a soldier. Right. Know? He'll he'll. Yeah. In many ways, the Justice League is good for him, and he yeah. knows that. So it's like, yeah, all right, you guys stick around. You deal with the big threats. That leaves me to make my money. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You save the world, so I can still well, yeah, get on with everything. Yeah, it's basically I mean, politics in general, right? You can have all the all the grand ideas and want to do all the good, but when you start getting into the mess of it, you need that sociopath that's just going to be like, okay, I don't care. This is what needs to be done. It's kind of and like that's not everybody. It's kind of like the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer when oh, Spike yeah. wants to help save the world because he actually likes going around killing people. He doesn't want the world to end. He likes doing oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, not that Deathlord just does it because he likes it. He obviously is a very money-focused individual. He's an entrepreneur, one might say. Uh, yes, he is. So, so I like that. I like that at the end. And I like just the like, all sort of standing there being like, crap. Like, he just, you know, killed them. And, like, he just iced them. Obviously, they're all against it, but he's kind of right. That's the problem solved. They can't really argue yeah, that. Yeah, like, well, all right. I guess we're done there now. Yeah, but I do have to criticise this a little bit. I feel like... The whole thing with the fan being set up, it felt like the focus from him has been kind of taken away in the last few issues. And then, like, I'd have liked this ending to him if it was still already still focused on him the entire time. And then this was kind of the shocking end that Deathstroke just comes in and takes care of it because it yeah. needs to be done. Instead, we even focused into an entire new issue, an entire new sort of thesis yeah. in what we're talking about. Well, and then this just happens to happen at the end of this issue. Well, because it went from the fan to the Red Lion as the villain. Right, and I happen to prefer the stuff that it's tackling, you know, the the theological ideas yeah. of, okay, should the Justice League be involved in these international conflicts? Yeah. I prefer that line that he's going down. I agree, but I think it's clunkier yeah. the way he's, he's told that story. It is. That, that is fair. I, I agree the ideas a lot more, but it seems weird in this story. I don't think he had enough issues to tell both of these stories. No. No. It's, it's like he's like, oh, this has been one time writing Justice League. I've got, you know... Maybe twenty issues of story that I could do. Oh, I've only got like twelve. Never mind. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just squeeze it all in. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's mainly a side story of Deathstroke at this point. Like, yeah, which I, I don't think I hate. I think I'll be fine with that in future. It's a little disappointing right now. To go, oh, oh, okay, that's what this is. Learning yeah. about it as we go because it started off as oh, this could be a really fun Justice League story. 
<laughs> and it was the first half. I think it was. I think so, when it, I mean it's technically still the same arc, but when they changed it to just like Lost, I'm mean, calling it a new arc. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I think this half of has definitely been the weaker half, and um, maybe shouldn't have forced in this much. And it's it's almost like he, you know, Priest is determined to like make some you know good points and have a sort of more in depth story. And I feel like if you don't have the issues for it, just go simpler and just tell, just make sure it yeah, reads I, I, well I don't and it think works. Priest is willing to compromise on, and he's not willing to go to so a fault. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's yeah. like, no, no, no. I have my ideas. I'm getting them out there, no matter how. He's a very he likes complex complexity. So, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I definitely, from what I've read now, I, I'd say I like Priest a lot, as mm-hmm. long as he has the space to tell his story. Like I think this story, let's say over over another ten issues or so, could have been fantastic. Yeah. But it's all just a bit a bit condensed, a bit crammed in. Yeah. Yeah. So my one highlight in the art I teased it earlier. There's that shot of Superman carrying Wonder Woman and the mm. sunburst behind him, and it's just yeah the the know. title page right yeah uh, I love that so much yeah it's it looks cool. great so uh, and all the other art yeah it's it's not so great but that one I don't, I don't think it's all that bad though like it's, there's but, a it's, it's but again it's also not great there was enough moments where I went eh it's looks a bit whatever like yeah you know, there was too many times where I went eh. Not, yeah. not in disgust, but just kind of like that's not quite right. I think for me, you just overall think the art's a little bit meh on this issue. Uh, yeah. No, that's fair. I'm not. I'm not really digging Cyborg's new look either. Me neither. Nah, not feeling or it. Or Cyborg in general, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, uh, yeah, the whole reboot. Oh, he reboot. He's a, he's a computer. He rebooted. Uh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, if if Priest ever wants to do a Green Lantern Corps story, I feel like he'd be able to tackle. Some of these themes, but on a on an intergalactic you know, level. Yeah, you know, so it'd be basically the same type of stuff, just with planets instead of countries. So yeah, I, I, it's not so dissimilar to the sort of stuff that that Venditti's doing uh, at the end of his stuff. Or, at the minute. or even Seely, what, what he's been doing. Yeah, no, that's true. That, that, that was a point actually. Venditti mentioned the ending of his run. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. he, we were originally told it's going to be like a, a three-issue final arc. Yeah. But um, turns out from now until the end, it's going to be three mini arcs. That's one cool. overarching thing to do with the Dark Stars. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. That'll take us on to Nightwing number 42. Uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing writing with Jorge Carona on the art. So this is a fill-in issue. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got another fill-in issue later this month as well, and then Percy starts his run with uh, 44 next month when it goes single shipping. So this was it's kind of weird to try and be excited for a fill-in, because it's like, well, especially when it's creators... Yeah. Creators who I don't really know. It'd be different if it was like, oh, it's a fill-in, but it's by Greg Rucka. I'd be like, oh, okay, okay, what's Greg Rucka going to do in an issue? You know, yeah. That'd be exciting to an extent. Uh, Especially because like, we, we ended up enjoying most of what Humphreys did, but it was kind of a yeah, mess. Yeah. You know? I mean, I still kind of wish it was a full proper run. I don't know why it wasn't, yeah. but regardless, this is where we are now. So, you know, it's just kind of, okay, so what's this going to be? And then you read it, and the entire issue is basically... Damien's been kidnapped by the Yakuza, or not the exactly, they've got an old name, what was it? The, 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 Kabuki. the Kabuki. The Kabuki, yeah. yeah. So they're basically a Yakuza, and yeah. it's Nightwing going in in a suit. He's got his costume under his suit, but oh. he's got his mask on, and he's basically John Wicking his way through a building. Not with guns, obviously, because he's, he's Nightwing, but it's no, very no, John Wick. he's got his sticks. It's yeah. a scream of sticks, or his guns, and yeah. he's John Wicking his way through. 
the entire thing is basically the, the hallway scene from Old Boy up to get to the top of the building where Damien's chained up. And the whole thing's like this, this like sort of very uh, heavy prose narrative like uh, narration where it talks about how but uh, his brother has been captured and he's like, oh, his brother? I'm like, oh, he means Damien. They, oh, thought, yeah. Yeah. they thought that the boy was an orphan. They didn't realize he had a brother and it's revealed to be Nightwing. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I fist pumped. I might have my my wife's been sick all week, so she's been going to sleep early. Mm. I might have woken her up because I fist popped too hard. This is a, you know, a fantastic show. You know, in terms of fillings, it really yeah. reminds me of the surprise I got when I think it was Percy who did that filling on Detective during oh, the, the Manipal and Booch run. Yeah, the two yeah. issue thing with uh, Jean Paul Leon doing the art. Yeah, yeah. Where I was like, oh, okay, it's a filling between you know these arcs of this of this run that I'm you know really enjoying. I was like, okay, I didn't really want to take a break here. And then it turned out to be fantastic. Yeah, no, uh, th- this is a great one and done. Uh, it almost, it's, it's good enough, despite what we're going to maybe say about Green Arrow uh, in a few minutes, it's good enough <laughs> that when these creators are on a book now, these writers, this team, I will be interested in checking it out now. Yeah. I will say, it's just, interestingly, I didn't always feel Dick's voice was right when he was speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. I mean, he doesn't speak a lot, so maybe they just didn't quite get time yeah. to get his voice down. Joe, you know I, like, I, like, I feel like Nightwing's a character, kind of like Spider-Man, who you beat the shit out of him a lot. You, you have him like, yeah. get the crap kicked out of him and still get back up. He's the rope-a-dope, yep. right? And that's fine. But I do actually kind of like for once we see Nightwing just to be a badass and just take out everyone. Yeah. And and it's not him being a badass just to be a badass. He's getting his brother back. And yeah, like, yeah. I love the, the Dick and Damien team-up. Like That was one of my favourite oh, things that come out of Morrison's run. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the fact that he's doing all this for his little brother, and, and they, they he name checks Jason, you know, mm-hmm. and, and puts Jason in his place. I uh, Just, yeah, because he makes fun of someone's mask, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, you guys are doing the Jason Todd or the the Red Hood thing, just yeah. not as well. Yeah, and he and doesn't let, do it that well. Let's not bury the lead. Damien has a dragon now. Yeah, he has a pet dragon. In order with this, the rest of he has, he has a dragon back. Here's the thing: see when they got to the top of the building and we see this big dragon. I didn't think it was a dragon. I thought it was just like uh, the top of the building. Like you know, this guy, this this whoever owned this building put, built a dragon at the top of the building. I didn't realize it was an actual flying dragon that was going to run the top. And then at the last page, you see the, the dragon and Goliath's on top of the dragon, and he's like telling the story. And I think it's kind of implying, of course, that he was telling the story all along. He was telling the story yeah. to the oh, dragon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like. Wait, he's actually got a dragon now? Is that going to come up? Like, I, I love how you've just got Bat-Cow next to the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm like, oh, Damien's collection of pets is the best. Damien's going to it basically is. have to own his own zoo soon at this rate. I, I, like, I he has a dragon. It. He wins. D- Damien has won the DC Universe. I can't wait for the next issue of Super Pets where they have... <laughs> like, this is going to be fantastic. But the art here, I like... I like how thick and chunky and blocky it is. It fits the story. It's very, it, it's very pulpy. Uh, manga, kind of, you know, from from the manga I've experienced. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the sort of art I would yeah. always like, depending on who's writing. But it fits yeah. this. It, it fits what this is. It's supposed to be a martial arts movie, essentially. Yeah, and it fits that very well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it was very much the raid. You know, going up the building. Yeah, yeah it's the raid. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a martial arts movie, and the art fits that. It's a car- cartoony kind of combat kind of vibe to it. It's, but, it's the stuff know. that I loved in Daredevil when I was reading the Brubaker and mm. and, uh, and and Bendis runs. The, like the, the moment where Dick just rips off the rest of the shirt because you know it's already in tatters. Uh-huh. And it's just like, oh, get it. And he just pulls it off. It's so good. The Nightwing logo. 
And apparently they've been sitting on the story. Like this was meant to, to come out a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, this is from the archives. This is like a, uh, a year or two old. Uh, I want I want more of this. Just give that, me did, did a do this every so often? by these guys. Where they'll like uh like here, we'll hire someone to do like a, a one or or two shot thing and it's just there for later when we need a fill in. No, honestly, it, it honestly it feels like it's written just after the the Grayson stuff because yeah. you know this this feels like okay this is spy Nightwing going in and doing mm-hmm. this. Um, I, I guess. But yeah, why maybe want to rewrite reread Grayson? But I hate you, Connor. Here's my thing though: if that's what it was written, then okay. So why hire people to write a, a one shot right after Rebirth started? No, I think it's been updated a bit. About I mean, okay, yeah. All right, I, I, I think it might have been written a bit before Rebirth, and that might be why it was shelved, because, you know, okay, okay, Rebirth's happening, we don't need this right now, but hey, we'll keep it in the archives, you know, update it a little bit later, you know, and then I think it was just a script at that point, they've just drawn it now okay. with the changes. Yeah. Either way, whatever they did, I want more of this. Like, right yeah. now, it was, this is one of my favorite things I've read in a long time. Yeah, it was just fantastic. And, and I feel part of it is because it snuck up on me. Like, I open it and I finish that page where he's walking towards the the camera, if you will. Mm. And I'm just I'm ready to yes. go on this journey. It was and the way that it's structured, it? yeah, with with the titles within the titles, you know. Yeah. Uh, like the quickening, I think, is one of them. Yeah, so, the beginning at the start, the quickening is the end one, I think. Yeah. So oh, so good. And yeah. the reds and the blacks just pop, especially with Nightwing in his blue. Yeah. Yeah, no, so it was fantastic. It's a great one shot. So next up, we got Green Arrow thirty nine by the same writers, uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. So I'm like, I read Nightwing. I'm like, oh, they did Green Arrow too. Oh, this is a two part story. Uh, and uh, Marcio Takara is uh, the artist on this one. And this is Green Arrow going to some country. <laughs> I can't remember off the top Vicar. of my head. Car. There no. you go. Because well, they're the children of Vicar. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a thing or if that's where they're, but it's. It's one of these, you know, it's supposed to be like Afghanistan, but they don't call it that. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's called Rapistan. Rapistan. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I imagine it's kind of where, you know, the League of Assassins kind of, they have a thing there. Like, uh, what's his city? Uh, where's Ra's operate out of? Do you guys remember? Ra's al Ghul. Anyways. Um. No, because not a Parbat. It's not. It's not in Parbat now. That, that right. that's what pissed me off on Arrow. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm not... thinking of. But yeah, yeah. that's the first thing I, I, I mean. I, I can picture it, but I can't. Yeah. bring the name. It's it's, it's very similar to non Parbat though. It's yeah. up in the Himalayas and whatnot. But anyways, yeah. Um, it's it's one of those places in the DC, kind of like they did with uh with with uh, Kandak, which is like uh, yeah. vaguely Middle Eastern, you know, so, Iraq. Or, so Green Arrow lands here uh, to, to try and give aid because all oh, the food supplies that are coming in aren't, aren't getting here. So and this this war between the warlords is like you know, just you know everything's happened and blah blah blah. What's, no one's knows what's going on. He drops in the food and then he's attacked. He's told that this is not to be here. And the plot eventually becomes that all the children have kind of become the villains and the warlords and they're controlling the place because uh, we find out later that the one who attacks him and blows up the helicopter, his friend who's in the helicopter dies. Uh, He's this villain who's controlling the rest of the kids, but it turns out to be also a kid. nobody, which which pisses me off because nobody's a a character created by Tomasi for four. No, there's nothing. The name's nothing, right? Oh, it's nothing, nothing. Yeah, nobody. yeah. It, but it threw me They're as similar. well. The design is really similar. Oh, it's similar, yeah. but I'm I'm just saying it's not nobody. It's nothing. Gotcha. Well, either way, it's I feel like they're cribbing. 
I, I, no, I felt that too. Honestly, yeah. though, my... That's the thing. I honestly think the story here is that bad. My problem with this is just how damn wordy it is. Well, yeah. I, 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 the amount of narration boxes on each page were just like, come on, yeah. you can condense this. Yeah, I, I started reading this earlier in the week, and then I was like, this is not doing it for me, and I put it down, and I didn't finish it till this morning, right before we yeah. recorded, and, and I just... Because the art's the art uh, pretty good, obviously Takara's a pretty good artist, but fine. so much of it's covered up with the boxes. Yeah, yeah. I really like the touch, with the, the language swapping, and how they denote it, with the, you know, the slightly the, different colour, and they've got the symbol in well, the corner. It, it, mm. It's the new Superman version of that, where they, they do the... the Colored. They yeah. don't exactly tell you here, though, like they do in, in New Superman. Actually, you kind of have the Arabic script. I do actually kind of wish it was even more of an obvious color because it's more of a brown. You know, it's, yeah, it is. It's it's subtle. It's like a brown and then the black. Yeah. Uh, people might have thought I was blind if they looked at me because I pulled my comic super close to try to tell, you mm-hmm. know, what what color it was because far away it looked black and I couldn't tell. <laughs> there, but I just I didn't feel like this was Ollie, even through everything he's been through. This That's felt like a different character that just happened to, well, to shoot her. And then I was like, is this taking place currently? Is this like post year one? I have no he idea. Well, different. Well, because you know? he references Dana multiple times. So. Then exactly. Yeah, so. he, he I'm sure he mentions early on that this is right after the, the trial. Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. He but... I, th- I think he says, oh, sorry, I know I left right after the trial, but, you know, this is something I, I have just... to do. Yeah, I don't know. I so, feel I'm like. See you guys. I, I, I do wonder, I though. I wonder if um, this was also written a while ago, and then they just put in a few lines of dialogue to make it okay. be set after everything that's just happened. You know? Yeah, no, it's, it's on the first page. There's a box in the bottom corner that says, I know you'll hate me for leaving so soon after the trial diner, but after the last year of insanity, all, all the wheels within wheels, you know. Yeah, that could have been, you know, just plopped Just added in, yeah. 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 But, you know. Yeah, uh, so it's one or two boxes, right? I mean, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's okay. just the one box that says it. That's easy to add. Well, in. I'm excited for the Bensons taking over in a couple issues. I'll say that. Yeah, we'll get a preview of that. We're getting an annual for then end of next month, and then the, the, the run starts proper in August. So, I tell you, I, I like the idea that again, this is um, fallout from things that happen in the Deathstroke run. Uh, I like that concept of okay, no, that there are consequences to what he's been doing. Um, well, because yeah, he comes in and he takes out the leader of this rival tribe, and then it goes into chaos, and then that's how the kids right. take over. You know. But it also felt similar. I don't know how how you how up to date with Star Wars you are, Connor, because it was the uh, last thing. I'm, I... I'm up to date. So you remember the Aaron run where Yoda went to the Stone Planet? Yeah. And it ended up being the, the kids that are doing mm-hmm. the fighting. This reminded me an awful lot of that, just not done as well. Yeah, I know. I can see it. You know, because you have the kids that it seems like the 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 parents like Temple of Doom style. Or like, oh, we need to find the kids. But then this one guy's like, oh, no, I know where the kids are. We're going to take this to them. And it's a bunch of satellite dishes. And then you come to find out that, oh, no, the kids are the ones that are behind all of this. And it just felt felt hollow. Like It does feel a little bit weird. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's funny because I feel like, I mean, the Nightwing issue was fairly wordy as well. But I loved the narration in that. That was really setting the mood and setting the tone. It flowed really well. Um, and then here it just kind of does the opposite. And I think... Um, obviously, it means that this this team aren't, aren't foolproof, but I'm still interested in what they're doing in the future now. If, if they announce a, a, a new yeah. book, a new series by this this pair, I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. But th- this certainly shows that I mean, they're, 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 they're not perfect. Gold. 
Yeah. yeah. No. Nope. I will say I love the panel of, of Ollie looking up at the, the graffiti of Deathstroke on the wall. Yeah, that yeah, looks pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, that is a great image. Man, I feel like they're building Deathstroke into to something else right now, and we're just not picking up on it. Uh, I, I know. I think it is interesting because, like I said, we've been reading, obviously, the priest run since the start, and right. it feels now there's been these ripple effects of events that we were mm. reading about, you know, like two years ago now, because they, these are early sure. events in the Deathstroke mm. run are starting to spill out into the wider world. You know, we, Obviously, we had stuff in Justice League, but we're getting stuff here as well now with other writers picking up on it too. I, yeah. w- I wonder if that's an indication of when this was actually written. <laughs> yeah, that could be too. Because hmm? the, the, the Deathstroke stuff is more baked into the plot, so I don't think that was added in. No. No, so, no it, I'm just saying, like, it's... I feel like DC is p- putting Deathstroke up on a prominent for whatever. Maybe it's because he was going to be the villain in the Batman movie, right? When they um, they brought him Manganiello. So they kind of wanted to push him so they'd have stuff going on. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I'm I not going to mind because I like Deathstroke. Um, yeah, I, was, I wonder if it's more just, you know, the book has been a success, right? It's selling yeah. pretty consistently. Uh, critically, it's getting some praise. Yeah. I think they're just trying to capitalize on that. And, you know, yeah, we, obviously we're going to talk about it. We've got the, the Deathstroke versus Batman that they did a big push for in the marketing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, hey, you know, people are enjoying this. Let's let's make it a thing. It, it's kind of the same thing that happened with Harley Quinn, right? You know, people were like, hey, hey, people yeah. like this. Let's so push it's... it. I was going to bring that up, whereas it... Harley was just a, a cartoon character, and up till now, de- up till recently, anyways, Deathstroke was just a Teen Titans foil. Yeah. And then it was, you know, Johns put him on that pedestal through that Titans run, and now you know he took out the Justice League in uh, Identity Crisis, which I, I that was the first time I remember going like, oh, Deathstroke's cool. Like he's not just a, no, a no, one and done. Like, and as so. much as I I will give Arrow shit for a lot of things, it definitely raised Deathstroke's profile in yeah. in the in the consciousness. I liked the early Deathstroke stuff. When, once he started yelling Shadow all the time, I was out. Shadow! Uh, which, I, yeah. which I just saw Connor wince because he thought he had to take a drink. <laughs> Shadow! <laughs> uh, last night, I, that's how long I've been awake. I, I was drunk last night for Arrow, and then I've sobered up. Yeah. Yeah. But, and- um... I, we, we laughed a lot during Arrow last night because yeah. I made a joke that so, something should be mentioned early on, never thinking that they would actually mention because it's been a long time since this was a thing in the show. And then during an argument, Oliver actually says it to Diggle, and I was like, holy shit! He went there. Low points. I follow a guy on Twitter who uh, he does a lot of podcasts. His name's Jay Washington, his former wrestler. Um, but he hosts a, a thing called the, the Trusty Sidekick, and they cover a lot of superhero stuff. But since he's been getting back into the gym and he's been posting pictures of his workouts and stuff, his hashtag is Mr. Mirakuru. And I forgot Mirakuru was a thing <laughs> until I started seeing him post these pictures. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, I will say Deathstroke is probably the only good part of this season of Arrow when we had that <laughs> stuff earlier on. Oh, man. Nah, that's yeah. not true. Thea, Thea been uh, grappled with an arrow outside that hotel room. Okay, okay. It was hilarious. Intention- intentionally good. I don't care what's intentionally good arrow. I care what's hilariously good. <laughs> oh man, that makes me so sad because I was all about that the first three seasons, and so then it too. went off a cliff. No, the third season I wasn't too bad on. Well, no, no, fine. the show went off a cliff when Oliver did. <laughs> With that said, we shall move on because I mean, yeah, Green Arrow, we, we, you know, two word day it wasn't rocking as. It's not awful. It's just kind of a, a slog. Yeah. I said it earlier, it's only been an issue, but I really miss Percy. I loved how pulpy that run was from, from Rebirth. Like I was with him for his entire Green Arrow run, 
So, yeah. Well, we have three... Well, we have another issue of this, and then we have another two months of fill-ins, and then we get the run in August. So That's fine. Brace yourself for some wacky you know, ups and downs in Green Arrow. But uh, uh, speaking of Deathstroke, though, we'll move on to number 30 of Deathstroke, which is Christopher Priest writing, of course, and Carlo Pugelain on the art. So this is... We start with Batman vs. Deathstroke, and amusingly enough, this one actually is mostly Batman-centric, to the point where it feels like a Batman yeah. comic, and then Deathstroke shows up eventually and that's, later on. That's what I think they meant by a series within a series, because it's not traditionally Deathstroke. It, no, feels it, like a mini. It, it does feel like a separate mini that is just being incorporated into the larger run. Yeah. Even the fact that the, the the cover has a big part one in the corner, but almost looks like number one of a series Yeah. at glance. It does. It, it It's not quite as bad as when Marvel did this whole thing, where <laughs> you know, every arc had this big part one. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, it, but it, it kind of it almost replaced e- the Even the number. title, it says, you know, Deathstroke versus Batman, but it, it looks like that's the title of the book, the way it's written. Yeah, it does. It's, I mean, it, it's you know, the way they've been promising it. Even, you know, like as, as this series within a series, even the variant cover actually is, you know, the Deathstroke versus Batman uh, at the top yeah. of the, as the logo, yeah. not just the Deathstroke. So, no... Um, I'm happy to see this is actually a nice uh, change of pace because I feel like Deathstroke's been overly complex for a while. This was a nicer, almost just a Batman story. But okay, so that, something there's been a break in. Batman goes to check it out. Uh, it's a suspicious. It's related to this big crime boss. That's all stuff's going on. Yeah. But Gordon finds oh, there's something here. Someone's left something for you, and it's like it's DNA results. And he's like, hey, I, I know these. This this is Tally and Damien. Someone's trying to tell me something, and. He's like, this is saying that Deathstroke's Damien's father. And Deathstroke, when he eventually shows up towards the end, because Batman kind of lures him out. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's assassinating. Yeah. He's trying to assassinate this, this crime boss guy. And he's like, hey, what about this? And Deathstroke's like, nah, it's a lie. I yeah, I looked into it. It's fake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, hey, this is to set us against each other. This is someone playing us. He's like, yeah, but don't you, we need to know. And until I know for sure... Like, I'm not leaving your... You know, like, I'm, I'm going to I'm interrupt gonna your business. every contract that you yeah. take. Yeah. Because that's part, that's part of the thing, is Deathstroke, kind of like what we're saying in Justice League, is like, hey, like, I'm okay with you existing, taking out criminals, Batman. Like, it's fine for me. Uh, we just don't cross paths. Yeah, your and, business and my business never cross. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But, no, Batman's going to get in his face, and that's obviously what's going to lead to the conflict here. Um, but yeah, it was very Batman focused. Batman, you know, he, he tracks down the, the he tracks down who broke into the place in the first, you know, the, the the bank or whatever in the first place. Uh, with the Batmobile, he gets some, and he's like, hey, you know, who sent you? Blah blah blah. Gets information which leads them to the bad guy. Um, other than that, of course, we had some Winter Green Alfred. Uh, I I think this might be my favorite part of the issue. The, yeah. The, the, um, I, I wasn't expecting this this yeah the the, this the British bonding. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's over years as well, right? Because it's like the first yeah, page the is like. Yeah, then it's ten years later. Early. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, my only slight criticism, if any, and I, I guess not really, but I, I, if I was to play, play a bit of uh, devil's advocate here and say, does he get too into the football talk? Oh yeah. no, well, yeah, that's true. But that's the thing. I just, I, I just ignored that part. I just sort of skimmed that bubble and like, oh, they're talking about football. I, can I, all... I assume both of you just went. I have no idea what any of these words are. Yeah, who, who these people? I, mean, are. I can reckon. I like. I like sports, so I can pick up on what. I I, I, I just wait until they stop talking about football for stuff that was relevant and talk back in there. Uh, I, no, just just the I idea. Do you that, know who Alfred was with? 
Like, who's that lady? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like it's one of these things where they're retconning back in, oh, well, Alfred and Wintergreen have known each other all these years, and it's kind of cool, but it's, I'll just criticise that it's one of these comic things where they retcon in so much, so much of these, this stuff and these connections in the past between so many things that, okay, it's another one, all right, fine, I'll, I'll go with it, but... Yeah. I get it, it makes sense to me, though. I do like the idea that Alfred was Special Forces in, oh, what is that, you call that SAS? Yeah. Over there. And and one of my favorite things that John has done was in Earth One, he's you know like the bodyguard, mm. but in order to get Bruce, you know, who's traumatized at the death of his parents, he goes, "No, I'm your butler," and he kind of just takes on that role. So I like when they kind of bring that back into the the main continuity. Yeah, that... we've we've had it a bit in we had it in Snyder's Batman, yeah. uh, the the old star stuff. We had that Alfred arc where it was you know the, the younger Alfred training as the agent and stuff. Mm. Yep. So that is definitely in continuity, as you know, the, that's his background as well as the actor. I think I think he did that and then went into acting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so, it also sets up how he's good at patching him up because he was a medic in the army. So he, you know, he, yeah. yeah, and I so I like when they just play up on that that like you know Alfred has the CRS. He's not just the proper English butler. Like he it's, can. It's, I think it's why I really buy this bonding with Wintergreen. They're actually kind of really similar. Uh, and you know yeah. uh, they kind of uh, bump into each other. It makes sense that they'll strike up a friendship to me. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no logistical problems with it. It's just you know they, they, they retcon so much stuff like this into the backstory at times that. There mm, is another one. All right. <laughs> oh my god, Deathstroke really is the Dark Batman, and not just with looks and and abilities. Like you have, he has his Alfred. He yeah. has the really jacked up family. The loss of one of the sons. You know. So it's true. Yeah, the, the, actually, the, secret, the secret youngest sibling that no one knew about, and you know, I really like oh. the action set piece of like luring. Like, you know, it has the dummy hanging, which is meant to be the, the yeah. guy Deathstroke's trying to kill, and then he jumps some midair, and they fight in there so much that they end up like he has the bat wing come in, and they land on the bat plane in the wing, yep. and they're fighting on the bat wing, and then they go in the water. Like, I just uh, there's something so big and ridiculous about the action set piece, but and I really sort of grounded because they, these aren't super powered individuals. This, this isn't Superman yep. and Green Lantern like going through walls and you know with the big blast and all that. This is just hand to hand combat in the air that lands on a plane and it, 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 it reminds me of like a big dumb action movie where you really just like sell that oh okay right, so they, 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 they go out the building but they land on something else and they keep fighting and they keep yeah. you know it has that kind of vibe to it yeah, yeah it's an early 90s action piece, yeah. you know yeah. yeah and the art's fantastic for this whole sequence as well yeah 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 no, that's good. it really pops it's good uh of course, the standout art of this has to be the variant issue cover because Jesus Christ! I don't, I, I don't know which I prefer. Like, I, I, I love the Lee Weeks cover as well, but then the, the material cover but, for the the variant is phenomenal. That var- I hadn't seen that variant. When I looked at that variant, I was like, "Holy shit!" Cover of the week. I mean, H- him, spoil him, him wiping the sword with Superman's cape is oh. like, yeah, oh man, that's so cool. That's it upsets me a teensy bit. I'm not gonna lie. That um, that this this artist, whoever this dude is, he he, he that, uh, yeah. I don't I know it's a he. I, I I did see the name. I just can't remember it. Um, he uh, credits being at the end of the issue. You, it's you, uh, Francesco Martina. There you go. There you, uh, go. you that, that this this guy clearly anything he does, you you could just frame and put in the wall. Look, that, that, look at it. I know, and and yeah. I, I don't like you know not to spoil the cover discussion too much, but it's not fair that Deathstroke has two phenomenal covers this week. <laughs> as both of them are just gorgeous yeah yeah so now nah, it's, it's good stuff so now nah, I, I like this first part of this uh this is 
Yeah. I'm really digging it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a solid first part. Now I know who's trying to set him up against. Is it? Is it the league? Is it like who has who has an inve- a vested interest in Deathstroke? Yeah, that's, that's just true. And of course, because Deathstroke, even you know, as it rises, it Talia. It's one of them. They're, they're playing as yeah, against each other. I think that's the thing. We've got to look at it more from the okay. Who obviously this issue plays it as okay. Who's setting up Batman? Is 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 the focus yeah. of the issue? But obviously, this is actually Deathstroke's book, so we've got to look at it. Okay, yeah. who's got the vendetta against Deathstroke? Yeah, I, I'm, obviously, I, I think Raz and Talia are, are red herrings. I feel like it's probably going to be... I think it's more of a family matter. It's a family uh, matter. It, it could be one of, one of the family members. It could, you know, I, I don't know if, like, Icon's up to more shtick. I don't know if it's... like, But it's someone from Deathstroke's book. Whether it's a villain or someone who's an ally who hates I'm, him. I'm calling it now. It's, it's Adeline. That's I, a good I'm, guess. I'm expecting that as well. That's a very yeah. good guess. Because... Because she is all wrapped up with with Rose and how that how basically Rose came in and was supposed to be an asset, but with the Willow stuff, completely messed up Adeline's. Do, do you know what? I, I don't think this is even to throw Deathstroke off. I think this is more just to keep him busy. Oh all sure, right. yeah. Let Let's just throw Batman at that him. End. That'll keep him busy for a for a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I was I was really digging this. The fact that we. We're talking about Deathstroke's ex-wife means that Priest has really done something with the series. Yeah. You know? Where, where she was always a throwaway character in Titans who just showed up with Joey. And, and you know, but the f- over the course of this, they've really established her as, a, mm. you know, this yeah. big threat. And- then, you know, I mean, we've, we've, we've criticized the run a little bit here or there for, for its overcomplications of things, but... Uh, it's definitely done a lot for a bunch of characters that don't get a lot of spotlight. Yeah, she's not a cane, is she? I don't think so. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't think she's related to those canes. But what if they do? Did you find out? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe this is just something that we're unaware of. She's a cane. She's not one of those canes, I don't think. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what if? What if that's what this builds to? If that's why they're being in a Batman. Then it turns out that through whatever they're related. Okay, let's see. You know. Yeah. I'm pulling this up. Scene. Uh, I, I, I do think it's a, it's a very strong issue. Then, like you say, it, it kind of is back to basics for the run, and I think the run has done really well over time. Yeah, it's been overcomplicated at times, issue to issue, but as a whole, it's really succeeded. So, but this yeah. is a really nice change of pace to go. Okay, no, let's let's. Let's bring it back down. Let's boil it down to just Deathstroke, essentially. Let's take away the family elements for now. Mm. And let's focus in on him and, and you know how he affects the, the outside world, in this case with Batman. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, because I was getting tired of the icon and just all of that stuff. It's all very complex. So I'm, I'm happy that we can take a break and just tell what, what looks like a fun team-up. Because, yeah, it's Deathstroke versus Batman, and I'm sure they'll fight a little bit more. But I hope this has more of a bloody a like forty-eight hours. I I feel like they'll work together, but it'll break into them fighting almost every issue yeah. until they resolve whatever's going on. <laughs> Probably yeah, they don't have neither of them have coping skills. No. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's that's Deathstroke number thirty. We'll go on to Batman White Knight number seven. Sean Murphy doing everything basically. Um. So. This is we actually finally sort of wrap around to the opening prologue. Uh, from the first issue, which was you know Napier coming to Batman for help, uh, and this issue it's basically he has to go go get help because they have to defeat Neo Joker, 
And oddly, kind of touching on a, a, a thing that Metal just did, uh, the idea yeah. that she would never see this coming, the idea that he would go and get Batman to work with him. I, I like how it's the exact same, but it's the reverse. Mm. Yep. It's just, it's just, oh, no, no, no. It, it, this is it from the Joker's side instead of from the Batman side. And, you know, Batman's like, hey, I'll help, but you have to agree to, like, you know, uh, uh, you know confess to everything. And, you know, he lists a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. And, you know, he's even working with the, 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 the police. You know, Gordon even tries to apologize for arresting him. <laughs> he's like, hey, yeah, about, don't. Yeah. About but Batman's him. like, hey, you know, you know what? Maybe I did go too far. You were, you were right to call it. <laughs> yeah. It's the the sober apologies for what you did when you were drunk. Mm. It's like you know I said some things and might I didn't mean it. And that's Batman's like I was angry. Basically, my father figures sick and he died, and I was in a bad place. It's Joe. Yeah. Joe. So here's the thing. The okay. So the police are going to work with them. Montoya, Bullock, and all that are getting ready to go. There. Let's get in the Batmobiles. And he's like, No, wait, wait, wait. Don't uh, the cars we've got. We've got an upgrade, and then they go in. And Batman's yeah. brought his entourage of actual Batmobiles. Oh. And it's funny. I saw Murphy tweet out the the, the pa- one of the panels that has like the the sixties car, yep. The, yep. the animated series, and the the original movie, the, the eighty nine movie, all in the same panel. And he's like, basically, I just wanted to draw a bunch of Batmobiles and then come up with a plot later. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's pretty much how I feel about this. I think in a good care. way. because like, I love the amorphous like continuity here because it seems like it's batman the animated series but it's also its own thing but, but, but it's also... you, yeah that's it then you throw in the the, the 60s you throw in the the yeah. tumblr one from from the nolans yeah yeah so that's all of them yeah so so, so, you, so you, you have this bizarre thing of what seeing billick and harley quinn you know like the the the, 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 the same one uh driving in what i think was the 60s car yeah and yeah. then Gordon's in the the eighty nine Batmobile. It was you know such it's, a wacky. It's absurd, but I love it. It's a wacky idea. Yeah. So all throughout this, because the cliffhanger last time was Joker, like he kind of came back for a second, and then this issue starts with him kind of fighting it back, and he's back to being Napier, and he sort yeah. of like almost becomes Joker a few times, and then at the end of the issue, he is Joker, and. Uh, I did enjoy during the police station segment where he actually turns into Joker and Batman just turns and flies for him and all the cops yeah. have got their guns out. Like, it's just immediately... You know what I, I love because this could have quite easily felt like a fake-out because it was, you know, because, you know, that was the cliffhanger, but he fights it back. I, th- well, I, I think for a second it did feel like a fake-out to me until, until it started happening again and it was like a building Yeah, thing. yeah, when, it, when I realised, oh, no, no, this is just a continuous thing that's it's building, it's ramping. Yeah, because when he first just fought it back, I was like, was that it? <laughs> but then, then it kept yeah. coming back and it was like, okay, yeah. right, so we're, we're escalating that. Yeah. Well, so do we think it is actually the medication running its course or do we think that Joker's just, he allowed himself to go under to let Napier out, you know, and then realise that he can't, he can't exist without Batman. So now that he got kind of not that what he wanted, but the whole the whole thing is like what what Snyder hit on too is that Joker and Batman are kind of a team. You know, they're they're two ends of this cord constantly tugging on each other, uh, and and one without the other, you know, is driven to insanity, if you will, because we got that whole thing with with uh, with Robin with Jason Todd. We find out that no, he didn't actually kill him, and Jason gave up Bruce's identity. But almost Joker didn't care because he only really cares about hmm. Batman and not Bruce. Actually, 
On that, I, I will criticise. I felt it was really quick and easy because you know Batman just turns to him and says, "Hey, try and look into his memories and find out about that night." And then he just closes his eyes and thinks about it. And then I, I think it's more he's he hasn't really wanted to before. He he's yeah. been. I think Napier's been scared of embracing the Joker and and yep. trying to go into that. And but now it's like well, well I'm not sure. But here's my my anyway. problem with it isn't the idea. My problem is that it's presented and then achieved in the same scene. It's just it's too quick. You present the idea to me. And then you achieve it immediately. Well, but I don't think Pat- that's supposed to be that much of a challenge. I just I think if they would have seeded it a little bit more, like he can't yeah, access seated. That's what I'm saying. Joker. No, yeah, that's like- fair. I, it just feels like I don't think it was more. Like, oh, he can't do it. It was more of a he doesn't really want to. It didn't. It didn't feel like that well, much. Of a challenge. That's what I'm saying. Though. It's not the challenge. It's that they never even that. mentioned he was suppressing memories yeah. or anything like that before. There was never they, brought. They could have done that with yeah. Harley, where she goes, "Well, why didn't you say anything?" He's like, "Well, I can't." The stuff that I did is him. I it's hazy. That's all it, well, I mean, I think that that's kind of been addressed already in the sense that he didn't even realize there was two Harleys, right? Until afterwards. Yeah, but... I mean, you can, you can justify more, all you want, but in the scene it. itself, I just went, oh, he can, he can just do this now. He's, he's, he's having a vision of this Joker memory. I just, I don't know, I just feel like a... I liked, I liked that scene because it plays with our expectations of Jason Todd. We know that in, in actual continuity, he beat oh, him yeah. to death with the Crow. The, the, actual, the actual content of the flashback I liked... Yeah, yeah. The, the, it was just oh. the 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 way it got to it just felt kind of like oh we can do this now. Yeah, like a Deus Ex Machina to me. I don't know. Uh, I feel like out of nowhere. <laughs> I, but, like, I like that. And then with we we find out that the fund uh, that Joker World that Napier had said was being charged with taxpayers actually was always going back to Wayne. So like he was paying for the the Batman cleanup, as it were. It just it was hidden so well that yeah. it looked like it was going to the taxpayers. And I like that because. It, it makes Batman just seem like he was at his lowest low during all of this because of Alfred, but he's actually never, you know, he hasn't been out of control as we thought. Yeah, he was. the people of Gotham have actually paid for his wreckage. He's, he's always right. been paying his way. Yeah, and, and I like that, that Napier, in, in the same way that Joker knows that, you know, okay, it's Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't care. Napier doesn't want to use that because that's not how he wins. That's kind yeah. of just yeah yeah I could just unmask him and throw him under the bus, but that that does not there's no yeah. satisfaction in that is there? There's no victory and it. it's easy, it's cheap. I mean the best scene in this is easily where he talks to Batgirl and Nightwing. Letter. Yeah, and yeah. brings up Alfred's letter and how he can't bring himself to read it because it's the last words he's ever going to get from Alfred. And he's like, oh, what would I write to you two? And you know he gives this speech about um, how he he's you know it's not been about fighting for his parents a long time ago. It's about fighting for them so that hopefully one day they can take off the masks. And you know, mm. Babs cry, and I'm like, oh man, okay. you're hitting, you're it's, hit- it's, it's when the hug and the cape just flows out. You're, yeah. hit, you're hitting my bat family cords here. I, I can't, I can't yeah. not appreciate nope. this moment, especially because they've made Babs the heart of this book. Because it's it's her that's been the one like, no, we can't do everything Joker's way. Uh, where, when Nightwing just wanted to to give in because Bruce has gone out of control. You know, she's been the level head, and let's do this all. So when she breaks, I almost broke, just because it's you know it's such a nice moment. Yeah, it is. It's great. So so they they all go they all go to Neil Joker. Joker becomes Joker, <laughs> and that's the kind of the cliffhanger. Yeah, it, it could feel really cheap, but it's essentially the same cliffhanger of okay, he's Joker again. But because this issue, but this one's for it, real. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like oh no no, it deserved this. Like like last time, it was the shock. And then this time, it's like, no, 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 we built up to this all issue. Yeah. yeah. And, and you also have Batman teasing that he's going to, you know, drop the cowl and, and come, you know. 
Yeah. Come clean with I, Gotham, which I, I don't... I expect he will change his mind because of the events yes. of the final issue. Almost so. I, I agree. That said, if, if you know, he wants to, if Murphy wants to set up a sequel, I'll take more of this, and it, and it deals with the fallout of that. Like, what is Gotham without Batman? With just Bruce Wayne operating like a, like a Batman Inc. kind of deal. Oh, uh, yeah, just... uh, but that, that's the other. So a Nightwing and Batgirl still going. Yeah, right? And it's, you know, he's he's in a leader, you know, role where he's not out in the field. Right, and they've got a very different relationship with the police now after the events mm-hmm. of this. I, I could see that being a really interesting story. Yeah, and I just, you know, more I just want Murphy as Batman because I really enjoy this. You know, I, Honestly, I, get the hard cover I would rather Murphy went back to drawing stuff that other people were writing, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, what world are we living in where I want more of something Batman and you don't? <laughs> well, that's just, like... I'm enjoying the schlocky aspects of this, but I, I've not loved this as much as you guys have. I don't think it's got the the, the like, I don't need more of it, basically. But it's done. It's like done and I'm how, happy with that. I feel like how people feel about Dark Knight Returns and what it did with Batman. I feel this is my version of that because this is this is giving me a really you know dynamic Batman story, and it's hitting on all the things that I like. So I'm not even mad that it turns out that he was billing himself and he's not the bad guy. Oh uh, no, I'm into that. Honestly, I think I think the weakest part of this this book has been the mid- middle couple issues when Joker when Napier was doing all his campaigning and it was all the political stuff. I I had some serious leaps in logic as to everyone just going along with them and like how quickly they were they were up for it. Like that that was my my problem section. I liked the first couple where it started and it was like all this sort of the initial shock. I'm liking all the schlocky action of giant freeze cannons built by Nazis. <laughs> you know, like yeah. what, you know, when we get to all this yeah. silly stuff, I'm kind of into it. And the car chase, the action's always been good, but uh, yeah, I, I think this will forever be brought up as an example when 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 a book's announced and Matt's kind of like, eh, this this and Nightwing New Order are going to be my go-to examples of. Yeah. Hold it. You might enjoy it. Yeah. Well, it's this happens a lot, you guys. It's not. A, it's you not you overreact. You get very very hesitant about them when you hear the premise. Which is funny because I also like naming New Order, but I still have some core problems with the. Well, yeah, I, I like this way more than New Order. Uh, yeah, New too. Order. Really I, have, I I I probably do as well, but overall, but. I think New Order was pretty solidly told, but I the core concept just had some faults. They, they never because I remember when it started, we were like, "Oh, maybe they'll eventually like, convince me why Dick Grayson yeah. did what he did, and it will feel okay." And they never did, and they never justified. They never that. did, but once you just accept that as what happened, it was a really good story. And then when you see Starfire with a haircut, and you don't recognize yeah. her, so that's an iconic moment. Yeah. So, but no, so, really it's, it's an iconic story. moment in this it's podcast. It's not an iconic moment in the, <laughs> the story. It's it's an iconic moment in DC history. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. This I'm looking forward to see where it goes. I'm probably gonna buy the hardcover if this one comes out because it's probably one of my favorite alternate Batman takes in a good long time. I, I hope they do an oversized hardcover just to show yeah. off his art because his art it's fantastic. But you know, DC aren't devaluing their books by having dollar sales, so that that may be worth something, Matt. It's a good idea. Yeah, Pete, have you made the I'd buy that for a dollar joke? Oh, I did. Yeah, I, yeah, I made that yeah. last night when I was talking to Scott. We, see, we were going through the next couple of weeks. What trades of DC got out? I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. That went on for a good 10 minutes. We had some yeah. fun. Good. Yeah. I'm so, I'd be disappointed if you didn't. Wishful thinking. Anyway, so it was funny. I was actually kind of stumbled onto it by accident because I was just kind of like, oh, I'd buy that for a dollar. Hey, wait a minute. I just said the Robocop line. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so 
Uh, one last book then, we got an issue one, we get the next up in the New Age of DC Heroes, which is The Curse of the Brimstone, number one, Justin Jordan Wright and Philip Tan on the art. We have another book after this that you skipped. There is, I, 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 I was going to mention that as well. What, what, what yeah, did I skip? Lanterns, buddy. Oh shit! Okay, like that was just favorite. an accident. <laughs> I, I just skipped that by accident. It's on my list. Okay, yeah, we'll do that one next. Once we got to White Knight and you would skipped it, I figured you jumped it because we had some interruptions, so... You know? uh, no, no, I, I, I literally just blanked and went straight to Nightwing after Justice League. That's my bad. That's my bad. Anyway, so yeah, we'll go back to Green Lanterns after this. That's my bad. Anyway, That's so it. yeah, Curse of Brimstone, number one. Uh, so I had no idea what this was beyond Burning Man. <laughs> and not the festival where people do way too much drugs. And <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Burning Man. Way too much. And, and, and the style of a... Uh, of, of, uh, I mean, if you want to call this DC's Ghost Rider, I mean... Uh, I mean you, you oh, so could. how was it? Because I've been, I've been skipping these unless it's something that I really want to read. Matt, so... you're on a goddamn show. You read the issue one so we could talk about it. For, for... To, to be fair, I almost skipped this. It was only because I was yeah, I don't, asleep. I don't I read care it. about Ghost Rider, so DC's Ghost Rider, probably not going to do it for me. Unless you tell me Booster Gold shows up. I, 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 well, funnily enough, Matt... He doesn't. Shut up. No. Booster Gold, Zod, and Connor Kent were all in this issue. So you lied, no, because if Connor Kent showed up, you would have told me about it earlier. So. <laughs> yeah, you you wouldn't have kept your mouth shut. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You would go, who's this showing up in this book? <laughs> I know your tricks. I I, I I I am reading the next ones that are coming out. Immortal Men. I will read in New Challengers. So For sure. you you have failed this podcast. Uh, I yeah. just paraphrased that. I hate that. I did that. I did that. When I was trying to sleep, and I was like, "Well, I might as well." It might put <sighs> me to sleep, and it, it didn't. But you know, look, I don't even like this that much. It's uh, it's just the principle. It's the principle. Carter, what did you think of it? It's fine. It's fine. Not fade. What do you what do you think of it, Carter? Eh. This was a wonderful conversation. <laughs> well, you asked what I thought of it. That's, that's I just, I, I, I was I don't so, really, uh, I, I really don't care about this book. Even after reading it, I'm like, that was a book. I was hope, I was hoping for, I don't know, some more articulation as, as to, as to the, the why. I don't, I don't feel you need more articulation. That, that tells you everything. It's a, it's an old coal town that, that's gone to shit because, you know, okay. coal's a dead industry. The factories that came after have gone as well because, you know, all that's dead industry now as well. Is it, is it set in that burning town that looks like Silent Hill? You guys heard about this? Uh, no, I have, I've heard of it. I've, I've, I've seen some photos oh. of it. Is this the one where there's a fire under the... Yeah, under there's a the fire. One of the coal mines caught on fire and it's been burning for like the last 30 years. Uh, yeah. And it, the town had to be abandoned. Yeah, so, so, so I, I, it, apparently it? you can you can you can cook an egg in the, the pavement no matter where you go. See, that sounds cool, but no, it's not that. That's not that. No, no. Uh, uh, it's just like an old coal industry town, basically. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it's all dying. It's, it's deserted. The main characters, like you know, having money troubles. His dad's having money troubles. His sister's having money troubles. His, his sister's working as a waitress, like far too many shifts to pay for her education because she's trying to be a nurse and there's all this going on. And basically the whole issue is him whining about how horrible his town is and how they've got no hope. And at the end, burning Ghost Rider Man basically makes him the deal to give him... He doesn't even realise what he's doing, but he basically accepts this deal and at the end of the issue it becomes DC's Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, this guy comes along and says he's like this government agent, and they're looking now, into to be fair, fixing everything. The first scene with this agent guy, where the the cop pulls him over, I thought was fairly effective. That was the scene I liked. 
I like that yeah, scene. Yeah, it, it feels similar to um, the, the judge from the Nightwing arc where he, he's kind of oh, like, yeah, okay, what do you want? And and the guy, the cop is, is you know, he says, oh, you're kind of content with your station, so I can't really offer you anything. So, yeah. well, I guess I'll just have to kill you instead. That'll have to do, because there's a guy who's got ice powers. Yeah, it was intimidating. He had presence. He was intimidating. I thought it was creepy. Um, I, don't, I don't want to throw the whole thing under the bus completely, but I have to admit... Uh, it was. It felt like another slog to get through. It was very wordy. I thought, uh, which yeah. and I, I read this right after Green Arrow, so it was like I, 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 I was just kind of like, oh come on, guys, give me a nice. Yeah, I've seen like book. Justin Jordan, who's the the writer, talking about it, like the idea of you know, DC. No one looks at like the small town, the coal industry, like all that sort of stuff. You know, um, but all, you all, the, all the Rust Belt stuff, because it's like oh, everyone focused on the cities. It's like we wanted to tell a story that would be a bit different. And yeah, but couldn't you do that over at Vertigo? Like, does it have to be set in the DC continuity? You know, like who's going to show up here? I don't necessarily think that's his choice, though. I feel like he he pitched them a book and they said this will go in the New Age line. Probably. Yeah, I know, the that's only, what I'm only saying. thing that like, even references the rest of the DC universe really is that you know they mention how oh yeah they're the people who they 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 care about the cities like Metropolis and Gotham they don't care about here yeah. and he's wearing a Superman shirt. Yeah, well, you know. I'm just saying, like, yeah. this all just feels like they were trying to capitalize on on a change that wound up not happening. You know, like something out of metal was supposed to uh, to change things, and then I guess Snyder got Justice League, and now that's what what's taking over where this was supposed to. Oh, no, I don't agree with that because Snyder's uh-huh. been supposed to be doing Justice League for a long, long time. That's been in the works for over it's, a year. I mean, all the name changes and stuff—it just feels like. This is going to be going away in a couple months, and then it'll be a memory. Honestly, I thought the biggest problem with this line is that they sold it to me as the artist books, and then they're just changing yeah. the artist every three issues. So it's like, well, it's it's not really. Like, uh, I, I, Terrifics will stick around, and maybe like Sideways as a character, um, and maybe even Brimstone. I don't know, but it doesn't feel like it has lasting power. Um. I just don't understand why this, why this is part of this line in the sense that uh, there's no reason... This, this doesn't exist because of metal. This this guy... Maybe yeah. we'll find out later this guy came out of a dark multiverse and that's you know how it connects to metal, but uh, at least seemingly right now, there's there's no fallout. You know, Sideways got his power because of the mountain in Gotham. Terrifics right. happened because they were all involved in metal in the dark multiverses and mm-hmm. so on. You know, there's, to there's, be fair, Silence hasn't really connected either. That's a good point. That's true. That's just, that's yeah. just good. But, <laughs> so it doesn't help no, care. No damage. Uh-huh. Uh, no, which is why I think that that's why the name changed. They were at first they were like, oh yeah, metal, and yeah. they were like, do you know what? Not enough of these connect. Let's change it to New Age DC Heroes and make this the artist line, which is how they promoted it. But it's just not, and it feels like okay, here are just some other books, some of which might be good, some of which aren't particularly. This kind of falls into the middle ground where it's not a bad issue. It just kind of feels like it's not really giving me anything new. Uh, I mean, it's still like the Dark Matter. That I don't know why they had to change that. I think that would it's have an easier title. It just works better. Yeah. It does. It does. New but, Age of DC Heroes definitely feels like what's coming post, you know, Justice League. But they know, gave us no a Justice. much more condensed title for that called New Justice, and that actually works better. So. Yeah, it does. So whatever it is, I'm very excited for that going forward. These books, not so. Like, the Immortal Men I'll read just because of how it tied in with Metal. Uh, New Challengers is a mini, and it has me written all over it anyways. So, and Terrifics is amazing. Like, yeah. I've yet to be let down in two issues. 
Uh, honestly, oh. you know, Terrifics aside, which is kind of the most DC book because it actually feels connected. Mm-hmm. All the others, Silencer is far and away the best as of right now. Hmm. Which... Do you like Sideways? So, I, 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 I think Sideways is all right, but I don't think it's on the. Uh, I think Silencer is just uh, a better book. Silencer is better so far. I, I think Sideways potentially has or has more potential, but you know, uh, if, that's if, fair. if it does what what I think it could do, but Silencer is the better book right now for sure. Yeah. Um, which is weird because it's John Romita. So. But Bogdanovich is coming on this year four, so we're going to be good. Yeah. Uh, but of course, that's still not even close to Terrifics. Terrifics is easily, the, the by far and away, the best no, one. No, but I think, I think Terrifics is inherently more interesting for us as DC fans because a, that's a proper DC book. Whereas, yeah, yeah like... The well, it is, yeah, has... sure. But I think but... it's just in terms of like the, the fun pulpiness of it, like... It still would be, even if it was separate, even if it was a standalone thing, we just look four scientist yeah, characters. Um, yeah. So real quick, like not not to sidetrack about terrifics, we talked about that book and about how it's not really Shadow Girl, right? It's yeah. They have the same last name. So Phantom Girl. Ancestors. Phantom Girl. That's what I meant. Yeah, it was it Shadow um, Shadow Girl? <laughs> Shadow Last, Shadow Last, Phantom Girl. They're all, you know. All I, know I know what you meant, Matt. Friends. Yeah, I got you. But so with with her. That her planet exists on a different plane of existence. So I forgot about that until I did some research uh, on that. Matt just ran, so, casually did some research in the middle of the week. You know, I didn't do some research on this Phantom Girl. Well, because we were talking, because I, I, I thought it was her. I thought it was Phantom Girl, and it was going to tie into to Legion in that way. And no, she seems like she's an ancestor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like that. I like that it's different enough. And I trust in Lemire to do these things. So, you know, just the fact that it feels like it's set in the proper DC continuity where a lot of these don't, you know, I feel like it makes it feel different. And we'll see going forward. But That's the, I, 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 about silence, I, I don't mind them being uh, separate. Like, you can have a really good standalone comic book. It, it's just, yeah. that, that's, that's one brimstone. It just, it didn't really sell me on the concept. It, it was overly wordy, and it, honestly, by the end of the issue, I was kind of sick of the kid whining about his town. Um, damage just wasn't that eventful or exciting. Um, kind of a, it, it was it was pretty to look at, but it didn't have anything going for it other than that. And we'll we'll see what the others do uh, as as we get them. Yeah, but uh, Terrifics was always the main event, though. Um, it was, and uh, Silencer was the the real surprise, though yeah. I think so far, because I was expecting to write that one off. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give all the extra ones a fair chance, and I'll see if they grab me. This one, I, mean, I didn't hate this, but I just it didn't leave me with like, oh, I need to read, you know, I need to find out what this this firepower is going to do next issue. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not coming back for two. I yeah. like I have a friend that's really upset about Ghost Rider that's showing up in in Aaron's Avengers because he's the muscle car version, and I look at him and I'm like, yo, I didn't, I don't care. Spirit, what's, like, what, what's wrong with that? Yeah, oh, he's not the proper Spirit of Vengeance. So he doesn't need to be there, and I was like, I think you're the only Ghost Rider fan in the world I know. So, uh, I mean, because I'm a fan of Agents of Shield, that's the one I'm more familiar with now. That's and that's why he's upset that they're doing. I, it I, I thought it was the same Shield. spirit, just a different body. Bro, I don't know. I don't care about enough about Ghost Rider to find out. Like, I will research Phantom Girl, okay? But Ghost Rider, get out of here! I don't have time for that. He will. He will buy the deluxe hardcover of the complete Nathaniel Dusk come November. But uh, you know, y'all see that I changed my name on Twitter. I can't believe it took this long. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, sir. <sighs> yeah. Dear. Anyway, so that's a uh, Curse of Brimstone number one. That is exactly excited. Is 
but hey. Uh, you know, I don't read. We got a nice conversation about Dark Matters last new, new Age of Heroes. Stop trying to justify you slacking. I won't accept it. Slacking, slacking. <laughs> I wish uh, I was slacking. I was done reading my books like really early, and my wife's like, "Don't you have anything else?" I was like, "Nope, I am good." Uh, Absolute slacking nonsense right now. That may have been a harsh cut because I realized how long that last part was recording for. Anyway, so someone slacking on. there. That was not slacking. That was being passionate and not paying attention to the time. That no, was doing bro, I too was much being passionate work. Passionate about not reading Brimstone. That's what happened there. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen someone care that much about not reading a book. <laughs> it's, always, it's, it's because he never told us the advice. He just he just didn't do it and then told us live on air. Oh, then then yeah, that's what I was going to do as well though. So I, I don't blame him. Oh, see, see now, now there's going to be checkups. There's going to be checkups before we start. What are you going to do if I say no? I didn't read it. What are you going to do? It's well, not, I, I can approach lie. it differently. I, I introduced it at the start with the, the, the thinking that we'd all read it and we could have a conversation about it. I would have, I would have set the audience the up. The town, and we'll, I used you as the canary in the coal mine. And it works. We'll, we'll just tell you that we read it and then, and then let you introduce it. Yeah, you're not kicking down my door with a physical copy going, you're reading this. <laughs> if you do, I will read it. I'll make you read it too, Clockwork Orange style. <laughs> yeah. I want, Anyways, everyone, I want everyone in the comments to voice the, on the, list. the disappointment of, of, of the slacking that's going on here from Matt. Absolute <laughs> slacking. Anyway, so Green Lanterns, uh, number 44, which I just yeah. skipped earlier out of accident. Slacking. Make, an accident is not slacking. Slacking is just not doing something. Yeah, you just didn't talk about this book. I talked about something Anyways. else instead. <laughs> it's not slacking. Anyways... Anyway. Yeah, Singularity Jane's back, and she might be the devil. Oh yeah, Singularity oh, Jane's great. This, this, this starts off with Jessica in therapy, and we're talking about our three friends who died. Who I'm actually going to get that maybe who the hunters looked like last uh, last issue at yeah. the end. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, because she was. They were out on a camping trip. That's right. We don't yeah. really know what happens. We know that it triggered her agoraphobia. And she didn't want to go back outside. Yeah, because so. we because obviously we said last week oh, they look like hunters, and then our last issue. Yeah. And then, as soon as they mentioned their friends, like, oh, that's who they were. They, they were friends who died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about this entire thing. This was yeah, this is this is what kickstarted their whole yeah, like staying in the apartment for years. So. Yeah, which which I like though that they didn't jump right to it. Like yeah, she she had her anxiety issues and it prevented her from making constructs and she overcame that and she's had a really. But we haven't gone too deep on the hows and the whys. But now, yeah, but now we're getting cool. to it, and I actually, I kind of like yeah. this. I like that we're getting this arc that's focused on Jessica and her her issues. Yeah. And the the whole point of this is that she she refuses to talk about it with the, the, the therapist, and she like basically runs off to be a Green Lantern because that's distracting her from her problems. And yep. it's like, oh, Singularity Jane's out and about, and she's on this robot planet, and she's pretending to be a robot, and this, this robot yeah. dad wants custody of his robot fun. daughter. And apparently it transforms because at one point it trans it transforms into a spider tank and his daughter's inside the tank. Yep. So it's the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, so that's all fun, goofy sci-fi stuff. But the, the meat of the issue is that Je- Singularity Jane actually wanted Jess to come find her. She wants to make her an offer yep. because she feeds off pain and despair and darkness and all that things. And she, when she looked into Jess, she saw there was like a void. There was stuff missing. There was a black hole, as she puts it. And... <laughs> She wants to help her find those memories, and the only thing she wants in return, the price, is that she gets to like, like, and she says accept it because she wants to feed off of it. She wants to feed off of her yeah. discovering this. Oh, it makes going mad. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea. And of course, they, they cut away to Simon, like, you know, 
doing the action leader, solving the robot problem. Yeah. Uh, I have a problem with the phasing. Stop yes, giving them new power. <laughs> I don't like it. Green lanterns make constructs. Joe, that's Joe, it. Joe was funny. It's not that. a magic ring anymore. This is yeah. not Sentinel and the Star Heart and Alan Scott. Like, do you know what was funny about it though? Is as soon as I read it, hey Ray, I need that ability. And I'm like, what's he doing here? And he faced through it. My first thought was Connor's going to complain about this. <laughs> well, I feel perfectly justified in complaining about this. It's it's I... really undermining the the Green Lantern mythos for me because. The whole point of these rings is this is their defined power set. It has been that way for decades. This is what they do. And now look, it's just like, okay, now they can do this. Now they can do that. They just do whatever the hell you want. Whatever the hell the story look, needs. Who cares? We, we have corrected actual facts with Tim Seeley on Twitter. I feel like if you're going to come at him now with even more corrections, but this time it's going to be nerdy shit like thing. this. <laughs> Here's the thing. If anybody's ring's going to have these powers and it would be justified, it's Hal Jordan's ring that he forged from pure will. Right? Because that's basically a magic ring at that point. But I feel like Jessica and Simon's ring, because Simon's ring is a regular ring. We found out Jessica's ring is one of the first rings. Mm, and that's, that's why it, it acts the way it does. So I agree with Connor here that it kind of undermines the... I don't, the I, I don't disagree, actually. I actually agree. I don't like it either. I, I don't like the, the, the when they can disguise themselves as someone else, but it's not green. It's like just like full color... Yeah, you know, like I, I, I actually agree that these are things that because I, I hate when they, like, they make a, a, a thing that'll actually produce something. Like I, the, the example I always go back to is like they're making a flamethrower in the movie and it actually shoots real flames. I'm like, no, green flames Shoot maybe. Green flames. Yeah, but, when they try and put out uh, a fire and they make a hose, but then actual water comes out. Yeah, yeah that bullshit. That shouldn't and be I'm happening. Like, Just smother it with anything. Just get rid of the oxygen. It's fine. You don't need to do water. Yeah, or, or you hook it up that green hose to a real fire hydrant and it works. Sure, I'll accept that, yeah. You know? yeah. But yeah, uh, all that said, though, I, I did love the, the sci-fi robot dad and his PTSD. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. he was a soldier, but now there's no war. And so he doesn't he's not qualified for anything else, so he acts out. And I like how anytime sci-fi can address real issues... It, it always makes it... I, I, it always yeah. At the end, he's like, what, but now they're just going to take my kid again. They're not going to let me have her now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah that, you know? there, was, there was a sadness there. Uh, also, Jessica talking to the kids, like, who's a old robot? Something yeah. Or other. Yeah, the baby talk with the robot. Cutest little cyborg. I am... No, there was, a, there was so... a baby talk pan, uh, uh, bubble where she called, a, called him a, a robot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so ready for for Starfire and Jessica. Oh God, yes. Together. Yeah. Oh yes. I feel like Jessica's going to teach Starfire so many human things. It's going to be that, freaking yeah. Even though Cyborg's there, which you know, yeah. But <laughs> he's not that bad. But he doesn't detract from a book. He doesn't, but he's kind of become my least favorite just because he's there. You know, hey, like, may, may, maybe having him with this completely different weird set of characters might be his, his chance to shine. Yeah, because. But can, I mean, because compared to Jessica, he is actually the the veteran. You know, he, he yeah. you know, so there's potential. Well, you know, him and him and Starfire have a nice relationship, brother sisterly kind of thing. So, yeah, we got, got a Titans team up there. So yeah. this is I just thing. Jessica's become such a great character, and it was almost a throwaway by Johns, where he was like, "Oh, what what's coming with her? She's the greatest threat." Uh, and that could still happen, right? But I feel like we're off of that path. Well, I, think that, I, I disagree. I think that's what this is starting to get at now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, we, uh, we know where this is going from solicits of, to do with the, the ring's awareness. So well, I think well, it's going to well, be good I, with that. Yeah, but I think that's... I mean, this might lead into that, but I think that's kind of separate. That's what I was going to say. The next arc is about the ring, and the Guardian's kind of been like, hey, this ring is yeah. doing things it shouldn't be, and that'll probably lead to why she's the big threat uh, that was teased. Um, 
but this stuff feels oh. more personal for her and why yeah. you know what she's went through and what what because her her not remembering stuff. I mean, that may end up being to do with the power ring that she had before. Well, well, here's the thing: it really feels like the ring is corrupting her into this. It, you know, the the way it talks, and you know, last issue at the end of last issue especially, it felt like the ring was the one in control, projecting the the, the hunters, right? Well, ah, sure. so my my take on all this is she buried that right. It's deep in her subconscious, and and the ring it, it's powered off of your will. So her will of burying it, as I think. Now the ring is acting all this out almost from her subconscious, like a dream. Because mm. when that happened, she was dreaming. You know? So she's, no, she was, yeah, she's not... She was watching huh? movies. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was yeah. watching... Because there was a big belly burger wrapper on the floor. I remember oh. this very vividly. Yeah, she okay. was sat on, the, sat on the sofa. Yeah. So I remember she was asleep. But I might have just... You know, not not looked as in depth. Yeah. I think that was a different point though, where the ring uh, yeah. was like standing over her. I think right, that was the okay. issue before maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it still goes into my. This is her subconscious, and dealing with it is, it's such a deep scar. It could that be that too. Cause I, I think yeah. in, when I read that solicit about the whole ring and the guardian's fear in it, my instant reaction was, no, no, a ring is great. The ring is a good thing. You just feel what you don't yeah. understand, and that's kind of how I'm expecting it to go. But it could go down the path that the ring's actually doing bad things. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's what I was at first. But the more I'm seeing the stuff like like last issue, I'm like, okay, maybe the ring. It's you know we think it's a good thing because we're like oh it's all friendly it's fun, but actually it's not. It's actually quite sinister. Yeah, the, the, well, that the, was Volthoom, right? That was yeah. the the entity in. It was in originally, Earth yeah. yeah. I mean, originally it, it comes to you as your friend, and and then it starts making you do things you don't want to do. Which is why I think it's maybe more interesting. If, no, no, it's ultimately it's a good thing. It's just you know whatever else is going on or what you know is, is mm-hmm. something else or. It's, it's, also, I, I like the flashback to her as Power Ring. With, mm. with the thing on her eye. That was oh, nice yeah, with the, 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 the squiggle instead of the, yep. the lantern symbol. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, so basically, we, Jane makes this offer. We cut to Baz. He comes back. And she plays it all cool and it's whatever, but then you see the contract with a kiss on it. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, dear. Oh. And then there's the big ending is that she lies to Baz and says she's going to be her sister. But then her sister's like, phones Baz and is like, hey, Baz, is, is Jessica around? She's meant to come by. And then she's like, yeah, there's a big black hole in the sky. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he, he should have known Weird. something was wrong when she turned down pancakes. Yeah, yeah, I know that was the first sign. Yeah, it's too obvious. I want pancakes now. I'm pretty hungry myself. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, but good. It's so, it's. I'm still loving it. As no, I, I, this was I, this was great. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I love what it's doing with Jess. I love that it's focusing on her and dealing with her actual issues. All that stuff. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with it. I'm down. I'm down with what Silly's doing. Uh, outside of these random new powers that Baz seems to keep getting. <laughs> yeah, both of them though, as well, because Jessica did the the the, the disguise as true, well. True, 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 true. Uh, but Baz has got his Emerald Sight, and now he's he's just this phasing thing. I'm okay with the Emerald Sight because that feels in keeping with the the extra things that sometimes happen. With whereas, the yeah, yeah. yeah well, oh, sure they'll, they'll have like. I'm just saying, if we're at this point, we're, we're racking up all the new abilities since the start of this run, yeah, or since the yeah. start of Rebirth, I guess, more specifically. Uh, that, you add that in there. I think the thing is, the, the Emerald site, that feels very unique to Baz, so I'm okay with that one. Because, you know, a lot of the lands, they have this unique thing, right? Yeah. Whereas the disguise and the phasing, that just feels like, oh, the ring's just doing its That's thing. That's lazy so, writing. Yeah, it's just like, oh, what do I need for this one? Oh, I'll, I'll just give him a new power. That's mm-hmm. fine. No, that's, that's fair. 
Uh, it bothers me too. I just I laugh because I knew Connor would really complain. I really about hate it. it. I do. I, 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 with a passion. So that's Green Lanterns, which is uh, the last book. Uh, it shouldn't be the last book because it should have been like in the middle. But we're done. That's all the books for the week. So what we'll do now is we'll pick our favourites of the week. That's uh, best panel slash moment, best art, best cover, top five books. That's what we do. So uh, to start off, then best panel slash moment. Connor, do you have one out there ready? Uh, yes, I do. This is from Nightwing. This is Damien coming up on the dragon's head because that was <laughs> one hell of a moment. Uh, that, that is that's fair. Matt, you got one. So I thought mine was from Justice League, which that panel with Superman and Wonder Woman. Uh, and then we start talking about Nightwing and how much I, I fist-pumped at that reveal where he's coming towards the camera. Mm-hmm. So it's that page as he's, you know... The, the very first page. Yeah, where he's he's getting ready for the fight, and it's revealed that he's wearing the suit under the the three piece suit. Ah, oh, so good. All right. Um. Yeah. No, nothing jumped out at me immediately to pick mm-hmm. this this week. Uh. So, I think. Um. I'm gonna go with Batman, and I think I'm actually gonna go mm-hmm. with the the cheeky little ending moment between Selina and uh, Alfred where she's like yeah, shush good. Like, you know she's sneaking out in the closet and then he catches her and she's like shush um, I, I like that moment it was a nice little and I love the idea that her and Alfred are getting kind of close yeah you know mm. just just being around the mansion uh, you know, like he will like you know keep secrets for her I mean not if she's doing something dangerous I'm sure he's you know because it's Alfred but uh, well yeah that, that's how you know you're part of the family when you have Alfred's yeah. approval so no, that that, that 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 cracked me up, and again, I, I really want to have them actually to be married for a while, so we get married life with <laughs> with Batman. And yeah. Batman. Anyway, uh, so next up, we'll do best best cover of the week. I'll jump in. I kind of spoiled it earlier. The Deathstroke variant, easily hands down, nothing else. No, I do love the Deathstroke variant. Uh, I, 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 I give a shout out to the Green Lanterns variant. I thought that was pretty good. But uh, for some, for the sake of some diversity, I'll go with the the regular Deathstroke cover. Oh yeah, that's diversity. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah, sure. It's a different cover, same book, but it's a different cover. Matt. So I'm I'm gonna slightly rogue, and I'm gonna pick. Uh, it, it's the Batman, but it's for both because when you put them together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so it's it's Batman looking, or it's Bruce looking in, seeing Batman in the mirror in his tux, and then you have the and that's uh, Janin. And then you have uh, Jones's Selena in her wedding dress, looking in at Catwoman, and yeah, uh, that's a nice one to punch. I'll, I'll allow it. All right, best art of the week then. Uh, I've got Matt first for this. So this is a kind of a tough week because I really want to give it to Murphy, right? Mm-hmm. But there was really nothing stand out, like there wasn't Batman with the two artists working in yeah. tandem. So, uh, they're both Batman books, which, you know, drives my ire a teensy bit. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think ultimately I have to give it to Batman, because just the way that the story's told and the impact that it it makes with the story. All right, Connor? Uh, I think I'm going to give it to Nightwing. For the, it's, it's, it's something a bit different, and it's not maybe as traditionally as just, oh, that's the standout art that I usually would go to. Nice. But... It really worked for the story. I actually think it's I'm going to say Nightwing as well, uh, mainly because I think partly it's the surprise factor. Like I knew what I was mm-hmm. getting with Janet and Jones; it is fantastic, and I knew what I was getting with Murphy. Yeah, but 
this I was like, oh, this is a nice style that's complementing the story really well. It's, it's maybe not as as flashy as some of the other stuff uh, in, in an individual basis, but it really worked uh, for what the story like was doing. I, I don't think individually, if you just look at the images, it's not maybe not quite as inherently strong as you know Janin's work or J- Jones's yeah. work or Murphy's work. You know, but as for the story, I think it was perfect. Yeah. All right. So uh, top five books to read. Then Connor, you're up first. Uh, so Nightwing number one. That's actually yeah, pretty easy. So shockingly, mm-hmm. um, number two. I'm gonna go with Deathstroke. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, three will be White Knight. Four Green Lanterns. That's kind of tricky. That's kind of tricky. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I guess Batman can have it. I guess. <laughs> Yes, he's all right, Matt. What's your top five? A proper so, top so my five. One, yeah, my number one is Nightwing. It's fantastic, nice spread. My number two, and this is a shocker, because I don't think I've ever had White Knight below these this level, right? Mm-hmm. So number number two is Batman. Number three is Batman White Knight. Number four is Green Lanterns, and number five is Deathstroke. All right, my my number one is also Nightwing. My number two. Mm-hmm. Is Batman. My number three is Green Lanterns. My number four is Deathstroke. And my number five is White Knight. I don't like how we end up with the same list, just in different orders. This, well, I think it's a symptom of, you know, there's not that many books this week. And there's then not. Green Arrow wasn't great. Superman wasn't good at all, really. We're just talking Pete General, Connor. <laughs> we're, 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 we started off at opposite ends and we're slowly coming to oh, I'm, I'm, I think we all had the exact same books this week, just different orders right yeah, it was, yeah. It was the obvious weaker but, ones of Superman but Connor, we lined up one week perfectly, I think it was last week yeah, hey like Matt we're shaking things up, so we've got a lot of new books coming things are going to change, it'll be fine it's going to be wacky um, watch this episode 100 will have a completely different different list although it's worth mentioning when we get to episode 100 i suppose action comics will still count when we're doing the best at the end of the episode yeah Uh, i expect it to be my number one and connor not to read it because he hates (laughs) bendis hang on hang on bendis is writing like you know there's plenty of other non-bendis 10 percent of it (laughs) yeah but he's so not liking bendis that he's gonna he's gonna bury it mark down the bendis story but as a whole, I'm not gonna, look, Guys, I am excited to go to the... We're a week and a half away from that. I'm so excited. Oh, so we're so excited. So, because so uh, remember, guys, we're doing Action 1000 as a special earlier in the week before we do the regular right. episode. And then the I, 100th episode's a special as, as well on its own. So I contemplated calling off from work. <laughs> as event, but then I realized I'm just going to sit at a comic shop. I might as well go to work. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. So... Yeah, so actually, worth mentioning on Action 1000, they announced this week the advanced sales orders are over 500,000, which for a book that cost $8 is pretty... Yeah, pretty and, pretty. but what was even more impressive is the, the DC Nation. Yeah, yeah. over a million. Which, to be fair, uh, when it's a 25-cent book, and it's something I think it's going to magazine places as well as comics, it makes sense that it would be higher, but still, yeah, but impressive all the same. Still, uh, I, thi- uh, I think it was uh, Didio said it's the... the by far the, the largest order of any book since he's been working at DC. So, 
No, ho- hopefully that teases enough people into maybe trying all the you know stuff that spins out of it. You know, no justice or yeah. And, uh, yeah, and like obviously, yeah, it, it's cheap, and I think a lot of stores are going to stock up on it and throw it out in free comic book day as well. I imagine so. That, that lines up pretty yeah. closely. Yeah, I've I've heard several shops saying they're just giving it for free, so it just depends where you're going. But yeah, they're they're just eating the costs and hoping yeah. that it'll mm. bring people back for the, the the new book spinning out of it. Makes but a lot of sense. It it does, mm-hmm. uh, but I hope it works because. Hey, a million copies is insane. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. I actually think comics is a relatively small industry compared to you know movies and TV and oh, absolutely, video games. Like these things all do millions and millions all the time. Comics, it's like oh, there'll be a few over a hundred thousand each month, and that's about it. You know, I can't. The the last time I saw a million, I don't know. Maybe the first Star Wars book. You know where they threw it in the loot crate. It was, yeah. but again, that was a caveat. They they gave out tons in loot crates. Yeah, add up the numbers. Yeah, so right, so it doesn't really count. But and that's the only example I can think of in recent memory. Oh yeah, that's decade. Absolutely, that's the only one. Yeah. So, uh, so now Action One Thousand is is shaping up to be a big big event. So, uh, but of course we've got episode nine before we get to that, which is next week. So yeah. we can come back for that. And what's coming out next week? You may ask. That's a good question. Oh, Segway. Um, coming out next week, we have Detective Comics Nine Seven Eight. We have Wonder Woman Forty Four. Uh, which I guess we'll do next week, Matt, because there's less books next week. <laughs> well, there's that, and I'm buying it anyways because of the variant cover. Okay. This starts the <laughs> Superman variant covers. For oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, it is a it is a gorgeous cover. And then we so got. I was, yeah, I was going through it. If you guys see a, when they were talking, I had a big stupid smile on my face. I was looking at all the variants. Uh, so. Uh, so we also have the Flash 44. We have Supergirl 20, which is the final issue of that series now. Uh, New <laughs> Superman, Just Like a China, number 22. Sideways number 3 is out. I will check that out. Uh, I think you guys will also be checking out Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, number 42. Oh. Uh, also coming out, but we won't be covering Batgirl and the Birds of Prey 21, Justice League of America 28, Titans 22. Red Hood Nailers 21, although Connor will get to that in Connor's Corner in a few months' time, so don't, don't worry about that. Suicide Squad number 39 and Trinity number 21 are out next week. Yeah. Do you mean that we got um, the Immortal Men, yeah? Yep, Immortal Men's there. Oh, I think that must have moved from its original. Yeah, it, it was a, yeah. it's it's labelled as a resolicit, but that's that is fair. next week now. Oh, that's cool. So, 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 people, don't worry, I will have read Immortal Men. Cause... Yeah, you're actually looking forward to that one. Yeah, exactly. So with maybe Jim I Lee won't. And, and maybe I'll show out. up and be like, "No, I didn't read it." But yeah, here's the difference: fine, I, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you don't read a lot of what I read. It's fine. You, I've told you to read Thor for years, and you don't read it. So I have read tons of that Thor run. Still, I've read all. All I got the thunder and uh, the, the 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 adjective list part of it. Just, just, just the Thor, Thor yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's as much as I've read as well. That's a good chunk of it. That's, that's you know. Yes. About half? Yeah, about half. Yeah, because the Mighty Thor comes in. Uh, anyways, um, man, these variants. Next next week, I'm in trouble. Oh, I know. That, that Supergirl variant as well. All of them are just gorgeous, though. Howl of Howls. Just... Uh, all right, well, look forward to the best cover uh, talk next week then. So, this was episode 98. Next week is 99. Then the week after, we have the Action Comics 1000 standalone mm-hmm. special and then our 100th episode, uh, which will also... And, and then we're heading into May where everything's kicking off. And then all yeah. the exciting stuff actually starts to happen in the books themselves after that. Yeah. So, you know, good good, good stuff. Good stuff. So yeah, It's nice and reinvigorating, isn't it? Because like, we're, we're just kind of getting into this lull. Like we were talking this week, it's kind of a weird week. Again. Yeah, I think weeks one and three, this month and last month, are a little bit in the, the, 
the I mean obviously this week three is coming up's action, so I mean there's some stuff. Yeah, there. yeah like even this week two though coming up, it's not like standout. It's well, only, kind of like... only because they moved Mr. Miracle be a week. Right. Yeah. But, that's fair. But I'm excited for Flash and Supergirl and New Superman uh, at the very least. Plus, Detective obviously is always good, and Immortal Men yeah. will be exciting to try. But weeks one and three for the last couple of months have been kind of a, in a just a holding pattern almost, and it's kind right. of nice to get this refresh coming up. And I believe Justice League is going on one and three, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. I believe so. Justice so League's going on something at least. Justice League's going on one and three, and then the other two are going to be in weeks two and four. We assume. Hmm. Well, it's pretty I mean, safe. No, 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 we don't assume. That. We don't assume. Someone on Twitter actually said that. Oh, did they now? Either, yeah. either way, I'll be picking up two new books. So Because it takes the spot of Justice League of America, which I wasn't reading. Absolutely, so, yeah. 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 Uh, so, no, we don't know which way round they'll be, but it doesn't really matter. So Odyssey and Dark no. will be weeks two and four. When um, we round. Yeah, Justice League Dark, I'm excited for. Justice League I've already talked about. So, yeah. Anything with more just... Jessica Cruz, I'm, I'm in for, quite frankly, at this it's, point. And Starfire. Yeah, and I'm, I'm down for more stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all, all, all very good. So, uh, that's all the stuff coming up. Uh, Connor was uh, criticising me yesterday for not pimping the Patreon enough. So, uh, I'm going to... And I, I've got a line ready for it here. Hold on, watch this. He knows what I'm about to do. I do. I, you know, I, I, I was pretty drunk when he told me this. So, I was going, what, what's he going for? And but this is funny enough that you remember. Me. Lightning in a bottle. So, of course, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV. Uh, of course, there's bonuses over there. And one of the things, of course, you get there is the monthly episode me and Connor do. Uh, this month, we're going to do Green Lantern Earth 1 Volume 1, which came out uh, recently. We did JSA Volume 1 last month. We had Teen Titans by John's Volume 1 the month before, I think. So, we do that. Every few months as well, we'll have a vote for our patrons. Uh, that's in the $5 tier. So, for the price, for the standard price of one Marvel comic book, you can get on our Patreon and get the bonus episode every month. <laughs> that's great I knew that was a good joke oh I'm proud of that one uh, and I think it's particularly relevant after the discussion at the yeah. start as well yeah yes. basically almost all the Russia ones that I feels like are like five dollars now that feels to be the trend it but is so whatever. yeah but hey you know if, if you just want to give us the price of a Marvel trade we, we appreciate that a lot <laughs> yeah that's right if you just want to support us you can give us the digital price of a Marvel trade at one dollar just, just to feel cosy and good inside and yeah. feel good about you know not getting ads on, on the, the audio version or whatever um, okay we're, we're done shelling now <laughs> but there's a shelling segment of the show I, I, I basically come to get more inventive with it because it's spiel you, you just tune it out yeah I just say the same thing at the end of every one well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, we should, we should make it more inventive and actually talk about what's on offer every time and be like, hey, this is what you can get and blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, we added more goals. They're not comic-related right now, but we'll try and think of a comic-related goal uh, for everyone. Uh, in the we're we're willing to listen to suggestions if yes. you've got any. The next like goal, if though... Get, if we get to $200, we're going to make Connor read... Um... <laughs> the next oh, goal is Connor will, will have to do this thing. Not us, but just Connor will need to do something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the next goal, which is not comics related, but just for your amusement, the $150 goal is that me and Carl will review an Ball movie on Influx. So if that's intriguing to you, you can look forward to that possibly happening. Um, that's like, here's a brick for $20 you can hit me with it. <laughs> that's essentially what it is, I'm not going to lie. We, we know that if you give someone a button and say, here, pay $5 and you can give someone an electric shock, do you're it. probably going to pay that $5. I'll do it. I, I have no illusions. I'm not a monster. Yeah, but most people would. 
Yeah. Now, wait, if it's a certain person, then yes, yeah, I would give you... you're shocking. I would give you $20. Yeah, are, are you certain. telling me, Matt, you, you wouldn't pay $10 to give me an electric shock? No, not you, Connor. I like you for the most part. Someone plays no, 30 Peter, to make him read Peter. Red Hood. That's, that's basically the same thing. Wait, what? <laughs> Red Hood, College Corner. Yeah, well, that's because it doesn't impact me. <laughs> I am money going to cause him problems. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, so, of course, uh, that's one of the other things, of course, as well, is that Connor is forced to read Red Hood every month. Because so, There's four slots open, one of them's taken up, and they make him read Connor's Corner. Uh, they make him read Red Hood and the Outlaws, which he hates. And I, I've heard some rumblings. I, I've heard someone else who's planning on making you read something else. I'm, uh, I'm kind of terrified. And should, and should this happen, I'll be very amused. Yes, you, you have mentioned it's... that this this pops up in your streams, uh, you know, when, you, when you do your, your game yeah. streams. I feel like I should go and look and find out what the no, plan no, no, is. No, 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 uh, no. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll just say I hope Tyler goes through with his plan because it oh, sounds quite good. Okay. So he's not James, is it? Because James could really cause some damage. Uh, he uh, does as well. He should. He should. Just partly because it gives us more money too, but he should anyway, yeah. just because Connor being miserable is also one of my favourite things. So uh, that's all good too. So Remember who your real friend is, Connor. I do, I do. Don't worry, I'm 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 gonna get him back with my own electric shock. Somehow, he keeps trying to say that we're gonna eventually do the Lord of the Rings movies on in Flux. I'm like, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. Oh, Never. Right, I'm, I'm gonna make him watch some anime. <laughs> Maybe watch anime. <laughs> very good, very good. Oh, very droll. Uh, so we <laughs> that is episode. That intro's longer than the intro. I know. We went long. Uh, this is this is episode ninety eight of comments from the multiverse. Uh, thank you very much. Let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments below. Uh, let us know your opinions on the whole dollar digital sale for Marvel. Uh, all that conversation that's also fairly interesting. So let us know what you thought of that. Uh, like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Uh, get us on the twitters at DC Comics Podcast and get me on the twitters at Wibble eighty nine. Matt, where can they find you? At Matt of Steel fifty seven. Connor, where can they find you? And uh, at Connor Ryan ninety four. I was hoping he was going to stall. I was going to make fun of him for stalling. Look, I, do you know what? I'm really glad you went to Matt first because I needed the extra few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really tired, people. He's really tired. and He made me promise to make this a quick episode as much as I could before we started. I know. I know. Yeah. Which is why this is the perfect time to try out my new segment. I'm, re- I'm really glad I downed that energy drink earlier. <laughs> is it Superman or is it a tin of meat? So we'll do the first one. Connor, I'm going to show you a picture of a tin of meat. Or a picture of Superman. And you have to tell me which it is. And we're going to do this. I've got I've got 50 images ready. Right? This will take about 30 this minutes. This game seems impossible. <laughs> so with that said... Uh, I've not put on Wait, we're not playing the game? ...button for a while. No, I'm sorry, Matt. We'll do one. We'll, we'll, we'll do one for so just just to go out, let's have some buttons on. There's there's his <laughs> red hood face. Don't you hit that there's button. There's the window twin. I'll put mine on two. I'll put mine on too. I love Dick Grayson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the I love doesn't pop up, and I need them to make an arrow next to his face, so it just says Dick and points. <laughs> I'm just making sure that Grayson under the dick is very visible uh, with my hand. <laughs> it looks yeah. like you're holding a dick. <laughs> Anyways, you can't see my face. This is fine. I, I shall present Dick. The, the, the audio people aren't getting this, but I'm presenting the word Dick there now. So Alright, well, I gotta go, because uh, NXT TakeOver's on tonight, and I'm very invested, and I need to clean. So, let's, let's go. 
right, and I know Matt, stuff, Matt, right? Matt is looking forward to reading the next issue of Wonder Woman, which has his favourite character, Jason, in it. So you can look forward to that next week at Comics from the Multiverse. But that is us, so thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. What? <laughs> I almost say that. Oh, yeah. I always think it's... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm here multiverse because I'm reading it. Matt looks shot. Matt's like, we're, we're recording more. What's happening? Wait, I was I was reading. I wasn't paying attention. What's this? Is there a, a news alert? This is like, exciting. Yes, we have, we have we have we had news that popped up as soon as we stopped recording. So we thought we'd uh, record a little. Just 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 do it now for five minutes and insert it into the show. I don't know if I'll put this in at the end or if I'll put it in. At the start, where the news has. You put, put it at the end. Put it at the end. And, and yeah. you add breaking news. It means like yeah. an outro again. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll have the outro and then cut to this and then outro again. <laughs> that's funnier. Yeah. That's more of a shambles. All right. So. Connor's still up. What's that? <laughs> said it's funny because Connor's still up. <laughs> it's actually. Yeah. Connor's still not going to bed. <laughs> I, I, I have been awake like 28 hours or something oh, stupid like that now. I'm quite, quite Well, tired. good. Good. Don't be slacking. Right? Stay up for 28 hours. <laughs> anyway. Screw you. Hey, so what's this news? We got news. We got news. C2E2. We, we, Joelle Jones has announced that she is both writing and drawing a Catwoman ongoing. Catwoman number one is coming July 2018 on the same day as Batman 50. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Yeah, that is. Uh, it, it says here, you know, someone is out there committing crimes and impersonating her, and she needs to stop them to save her reputation. That especially sounds cool. from Batman. It sounds like a really natural spin-off as well, because she's been drawing the Catwoman stuff a lot in Batman. It feels like a yeah. very natural segue. I, out I remember into this. her teasing that she wanted to do a Catwoman book like a year ago. Yeah, I, when I vaguely she was recall first getting into the Batman stuff. Yeah, I vaguely recall us all saying, "Yeah, let her do it, do it." Yeah, and then um, here we are. Yeah, so. it, it comes out on the same day as Batman Fifty, but. Obviously, recommend to read Fifty first because of spoilers. I, yeah, I imagine uh, it probably is set after the wedding. Whether yes. it, whether it finishes or not, but I assume it's set what? after that. I mean, I mean, I mean that first Robinson. cover looks to me like she's in the wedding dress. It, yeah, it does. And is she holding a Batman comic? Uh, I think she is. <laughs> she with is. With a, a bunch of cats around her. Yeah. Oh man, I, do you know what I want an issue of in Batman now? I want an issue where Bruce is just annoyed because there's cats all over the mansion. <laughs> She's brought all her cats with her. What's there's, there's cats, but they're bullying Ace. But that's you what know, cats do. Yeah, I, 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 the start of this episode, we said no news from DC this week, and then here we are I yet know. again. Uh, hopefully, news, Connor. Well, 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 you're still up. Yeah, anymore? Just sleeking out at the uh, moment. I'm, I'm not seeing anything. Let, let me just have a, have a quick scan, I suppose. Uh, some cool. about Fabok drawing pages for Jeff Johns' Three Jokers story at the minute. Oh, interesting. So, so there's things going on right now. So we may have more next week, but this, this was big and important enough to just sort of turn the yeah, recording yeah. back on and go for it. Uh, so this is cool. I like this. I think people obviously want a Catwoman ongoing. Um, I never read Lady Killer, so I can't speak to Joel Jones' ability as a writer, but people seem to like it. So uh, I do have a, a potential follow-up to something Matt was asking about earlier. Actually. Oh, God, here we go. More news. Um, it's the, the the future of the, the Sean Gordon Murphy verse, the Batman stuff, is teased at C2E2. It says it'll be revealed properly at um, New York Comic Con. Which is quite so, a bit later in the year, but yeah. October. Sure. Yeah, but it Happy seems birthday, like we will Judy. actually get some sort of continuation, like Matt was asking for. Oh, for... Ha- happy, happy, more Batman, Happy Matt. days. Yeah. 
Matt asked for more Batman, he got more Batman. And it's... Yeah, yeah, well, say, be careful guys, what you wish for. My whole life's been a lie. I actually really enjoy Batman. I just act like I don't. That's a lie. I can't, I can't so, even get through that. My soul's burning. I, I um, genuinely excited for this Catwoman. And it makes me wonder if there's anything else for July that's going to pop up before the next solicits. It would stand to reason that there might be. Yeah, there might be, yeah. But it's cool. Uh, so, no. uh, so you can look at this up. There's an image, which I assume is maybe... It may be the cover of the first one, or it may just be an image. Uh, I, th- I think it is the cover yeah. that says that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's just very meta with her holding the Batman comic, with Batman kissing her on the comic. Y- yeah. That's cool. Alright, there you go. So that, that was your additional news item. Exciting stuff. Uh, so that's coming in July. Uh, so once again, Connor, what's your Twitter? Connor I94. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. I'll test Nailed it. I'll test it. I already did all the other outro stuff, so I'll have to do the whole thing again. Uh, but at least this time, Matt will like, actually not be surprised that I said the same thing that I've said for 98 episodes. But always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. 